No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not those of the host. discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, episode two thirty-three, two forty-three, two forty-three. <laughs> you told me two thirty-three. It's two forty-three. You guys 100%. rehearsed this before we started. It was two forty-three. You even said two forty-three. How'd you get two thirty-three? Hundred percent two forty-three. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter. The patron saint of podcasting and back here on Pornhub, ladies and gentlemen, for the second time from the Mr. Warren Hayes show. It is Mr. Warren Hayes. It is a pleasure to to be able to come back to your program. I'm easing into it. I'm getting into the vernacular and whatnot, and it's starting to feel like home. It's a pleasure to be here. Honestly, thank you for having me back, Matt. Absolutely. I had tons of fun last time, and I'm really glad I'm back. Oh, we're going to have a blast. we got a lot to talk about. And back again, he is the Sultan of Spitter Swallow, Daddy Delgado, Vince, who is now up to... Yes. yes. Two and oh. I got, I got two one. What? Oh, what? 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 I don't understand what's going on here. Wow. Oh, no. He's not up 2-0. He's mm. still up 1-0 in the race for Pornhub, mm. Poppy, as that really soft entrance music played because I tried to make it like a, a wrestler uh, surprising us and making an entrance as I was trying to give you your second point. From the She Leech Showcase, Miss Katie Kinsey Bebe is here. I forgot I told Warren that and almost spoiled it. Good up. Fun. What's up? Fun. But you're still up one. You're still up one, Vince. You're still up one. Not wrong. Kenny, it's always nice to be here with you doing a podcast with a fellow Pornhub Poppy. I do not like to uh, and do not appreciate being deceived by Mr. Matt Ritter here. I don't I don't like the deceit. Okay. The, this this I don't appreciate. But I'm Kenny, all, I, it's always good to do a show with you, man. I'm all about the soap opera and wrestling. And what is a better soap opera than a surprise entrance into the podcast to take away one of your appearances that would put you just a little farther in the lead. We knocked you down the rankings just a little bit, but you're still, you're still winning, Vince. You're still winning. And also Katie, when I told her Warren was going to be on, asked me like a week ago, if she could come on, I told her. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's oh, clearly, Vin, clearly, Vince doesn't like being ambushed. This is, you know, if anything, this, this is a learning experience for me. <laughs> you know, if I ever have Vince on, I'm going to be like, oh, and by the way, you know, I'm not going to surprise him. Well, well, I'll be there too. 
I, <laughs> wherever <laughs> I go, Kitty follows, <laughs> trying to tie up the race, <laughs> trying to tie up the race. Uh, no, no, I don't, I'm okay with being ambushed. It's totally fine. Kitty's an awesome guest to have on the show. She's a fellow Pornhub poppy. However, I don't like this deceitfulness from Matt trying to like take guest. away my win. I am a co-host. I'm just trying to make the race entertaining, Vince. That's all I'm here to do is just try and make yeah, the race Vince entertaining. Vince is actually showing up for work now, so this is new. Yeah. I've been actually, I was showing up for work that entire year. The last few months of last year is where my absences came into play. You know, I had unexcused absences to play, you know, and to dish out. So that's what that was. That's what I'm that just was. trying to keep it interesting, but let's get into some news and rumors. Uh, first and foremost, Roddy Strong apparently asked for his release from WWE. This is now following the release of Malcolm Bivens, who is no longer running his group and his wife debuting. And I don't know that she has a contract with AEW, but was at least appearing on AEW uh, in a title match against Jade Cargill, all of his friends, ex undisputed era members being over there now part of the undisputed elite. Um, I haven't heard that he was either denied or granted it. I just heard that he asked for it. He asked yeah, I multiple heard. times. He was asked multiple. He asked it multiple times and has been denied. Okay. Damn. It is what it is. Well, I mean, either it's, they've it's, got. It, it's the least shocking news, isn't it? Like it's yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. Like, it comes out and you're like, I think I I think the fact that he asked multiple times is the little thing that you're like, oh, this this is a nice little nugget. Yeah, that's interesting. No. But otherwise. Roderick Strong requests uh, to leave WWE. Like, sure, of course, yeah. Like, I would too. What? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, right now, it's probably not NXT 2.0 is turning me around on what it is. It's no longer black and gold, but still, like, it doesn't feel like he fits there anymore. Especially with, and I, I think I mentioned this last week. They keep chipping away at Diamond Mind. Every time they try to build it up, they chip away at someone. Like, I'm not a fan of Tyler Russ. I hated Tyler Russ. But, like, you take him away. You took out the, the dude that was the coach. You took away Mike, Malcolm Bivens. You keep taking away pieces away from Diamond Mind. Before you know it, it's just going to be the Creed brothers. And arguably, Diamond Mind would have been fine without Roddy as long as Malcolm was still the mouthpiece. And yeah, Malcolm I think was they doing this thing with Ivy and uh, the Creed brothers. I don't, I don't think that. Unfortunately, the leader of the diamond mine is an essential part to the group. So, uh, well, once he took away his grizzly title, there was really not much for Roddy to do. That's if you really yeah. sit there and think about it. And I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure if once he does leave, because I think it's inevitable, like he's, yes, you know, whatever it is, like he's not going to renew a contract. Or, you know, eventually he is leaving, and I'm pretty sure. Whoever, whoever gets the interview, he's going to talk about the Cruiserweight title and how much it sucked because I'm pretty sure that for him it, it was it was meaningful. But you know what I don't want out of all of this? I don't want an Undisputed Era revival in in AEW. You know, because... They've already I, done it. It's, yeah, you know, and, I, and I'm like, you know, it's cute. Okay, look, like when they all popped in, all three of them, I'm like, okay, it's fun. And besides, look, they all have history before. Right there, they, you know, it's all Ring of Honor stuff. It's you know, they, there's history. I, it's cool, but you know, they they get together, they do the thing, and now they call themselves the Undisputed Elite. It's U E. Oh, it's like all right, okay, you're being cute now. We get it. Like I don't want AEW to become the table scraps of NXT either, right? Because right now, I think the running joke is that 
Triple H actually created, you know, uh, developmental for AEW at this point. You know, that's the, you know, yeah, that's kind of, you know, I think of that and it makes me laugh. But so, like, I don't necessarily want Roderick Strong to go into AEW and then to reform the UE. We've, like, the thing is, we've seen it and it was good. You know, the thing yeah. is, it was really fucking good. I don't need to see it again. We can all move on to something else. See, now, I, I agree and I disagree. I don't need to see a full-blown UE revival. However, and we're going to talk more about this when we get to Dynamite. Uh, I feel like AEW's essential problem is that they have ideas for stories, but they don't know how to properly execute and tell full-on stories. And mm -hmm. we will talk about it when we get into Dynamite a little more, but... I feel like the idea of the UE coming over and Adam kind of building this little side faction of his friends from NXT and it clashing with Kenny and the Bucks and obviously Kenny's injuries played a part of that and all that, but then bringing in Jay White, I feel like there are great elements that they brought in there that they're just not really expanding upon enough. And by the time right. they get to it, we're not going to care. And again, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, speaking of AEW and releases or not re-signing contracts Stu grayson no longer with aw <laughs> doesn't affect I my it. life i hate it so much i hate it i hate it terribly like you, you guys know i you know i watch a lot of independent wrestling right he and mm -hmm. and, and and evil uno were in a tag team on the indies before getting signed they were called the super smash bros right it was uh, you know evil uno player uno player those yeah and, uh, you know, when AW started and, it, you know, they brought in all the all of these awesome tag teams, right? Of course, the Bucks and these guys and uh, Santana and Ortiz and so on. Everyone was like, this is the home of tag team wrestling and so on and so forth. And I was like, and yes, you know, the SSB boys are going to be able to show what they're able to do because they are fantastic. They're a fantastic tag team. Now, the Dark Order angle, did we remember, right? It had a bit of a crunchy start. And mm -hmm. then they flipped into the Scientology thing. And then ultimately it became a vehicle for Brody Lee. And then, you know, sort of the comedy bits, which is fine. You know, I, but Dark or uh, SSB never got the opportunity as a tag team to explode and do what they do best in this promotion, which apparently was the haven for great tag team wrestling. You know, mm -hmm. and they had this great tag team. Never got a chance to, to to use it. And brothers and sisters, I am on record when they when they signed these guys. I sold Stu Grayson. To, uh, I, I was still doing stuff at Fightful at the time, and I remember it clearly. Saying this guy, look, top guy, maybe not, but this guy is a upper mid card act. Fantastic, he can do it all in the ring. He's just an amazing talent, and you know, it, it, it it's frustrating to me. It's really frustrating. That is the core issue of AEW, in my opinion, is they diluted the roster with tag team talent. They had so many great tag teams. The thing is, they're what? They're going on, what, three, four years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. You want to see yeah. proud and powerful be tag team champions. You want to yeah. see Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson be tag team. But you can't mm -hmm. just hot potato the title. And there's so many people here. Not everyone can get a title run. And you also mm -hmm. have a men's singles division, two technically men's singles divisions, and two women's singles divisions that you have to give time. You've only got three hours on TV to do so. So when you dilute 
the product so much because like right now we see all of this main event talent all of these great wrestlers in the men's singles division the women's division and all of these tag teams if it was a promotion that was just straight up tag team wrestling we would have gotten that but the problem is when you've got the young bucks and you've got proud and powerful ftr uh private party all of, and you're trying lucha to go top flight lucha, lucha bros, bros all of these things there's way too many for everyone to get the shine that they need to and th- i think that's why butcher and blade have failed i think that's why yes. th2 failed and i think that's why I, I i am i am not a fan of th2 i will tell you that right now. <laughs> i think th2 was going to fail regardless well jack evans is still in mexican prison so it wouldn't have worked anyways 100 uh <laughs> and that's why the dark that the dark mm. order which had a few tag teams in their group you know you had silver yeah. and reynolds tiny hands and reynolds rap like not everyone's gonna you're not gonna have the time especially in three years to see everything fleshed out i think i think the whole discussion about aw's roster bloat is a, is is a, a a completely relevant one to have but i'm not even saying i'm not even i'm not even saying ah, they needed to be tag team champions they needed to, just to be just to have some time to stretch their legs yeah you know what I mean? prominent Right, I know, but like I said, you, you're having the same discussion with Proud and Powerful. I was like, I can't believe Proud and Powerful hasn't been champions yet, or they're not featured more prominently, blah, blah, blah. But again, you had FDR, you had the Bucks, we just brought in the Hardys, you know, you've got oh, now. all of these teams that you're featuring, Kenny Omega and Hangman, two singles guys came together and held the titles for fucking how long? Like, that's Longer why this stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Way too many tag teams, way too many male singles wrestlers, everyone's in a fucking faction, I love House of Black. You've got Kings of the Black Throne. They're not doing shit as a tag team. Now it might be yeah. Brody King and Buddy Murphy and Al. Well, who knows what, or a trios deal. We don't have I trios titles, but we're trios. having trios matches. So I did see, I, I don't remember where exactly. So I, I don't have a source. So I apologize <laughs> for the unprofessionalism, but I did see that supposedly the trios titles were actually made and they're just waiting to introduce them. So <laughs> I think it's, so, I think it's Uncle Dave who said that. Was it Uncle Dave? I I don't believe anything that comes out of Uncle Dave's mouth. The mouthpiece. Yeah. Well, with AEW, with AEW, I believe it because I'm pretty sure he gets with AEW. I believe it because I'm pretty sure he's being told directly from Kenny and the Bucks. So, like, I'm pretty sure he's sucking someone's dick backstage. Like, he's got to (laughs) be. Hasn't for a while. Sorry, Warren. I'm just saying. I was playing. He he's either sucking someone's dick or he's doing lines off someone's dick with Tony Khan. One of the two. <laughs> see that? That's a vision right there. You know, you see, like imagine that in his office. You know, yeah. with all the fucking paper and cardboard everywhere. Oh, that's and, a vision. Oh, yeah, there you no. go. Good. Happy happy nightmares, everyone. It, it's just they just bring in like John Silver or. Alex Reynolds or whoever's just on the roster that they're not using is like their cabana boy to hold the cocaine Michael for them Nakazawa. while they're Michael Nak. Yeah, there you go, Michael Baby Nakazawa. Um, <laughs> dark side of the ring is maybe gone, maybe not gone. Like they said, they were canceled for season four, but then they tweeted out, "What do you want to see in season four? So maybe they have a deal in the works somewhere else besides Vice, where we might get a season four. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe they didn't know that they were canceled. They just tweeted out some dumb shit because they don't read the news. Yeah. Who knows? I didn't even knew they were canceled. I think well, after season one, I stopped caring. It's it's Uncle Dave who said that they were canceled. Oh, well. But, God but, damn it, Dave. God, 
he, he is doing lines a... on people's penises, Dave. So one of two things happened. Either they got sick of bringing him on the show and they just said, oh, hey, our show's canceled. Or he right. actually, because he's on the show so much, has some insider knowledge. It's one of the two. No, but Vice, the network, actually tweeted out deny, denying the rumor. That's what okay. they, they said. They, they flat out said we're committed to Dark Side of the Ring. Because the guys, the guys who do the Dark Side of the Ring thing, they have a whole... Oh, dark side of the now. 90s, dark side of football. Thanks yeah, so much. They, so that's all them. So they, they said, we're committed to that. And when Vice tweeted that out, then the account tweeted out, hey, what would you guys like to see in the season four? So I kind of I kind of like the approach that they took with that. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is they just decided to cut Dave off and said, oh, yeah, our show got canceled. So don't expect to be booked. And Well, I think the thing is, is that, like, you know, from what I've read and what I've heard, uh, a lot of people got into a lot of trouble in season Legend. four for a couple of episodes. I'm sure you know mm -hmm. you know which ones. I wonder which ones. And, <laughs> and um, they've been losing a lot of collaboration, a lot of cooperation from you know people within the industry. Where they're like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna go back because you did this <clears throat> to that person. You put that quote on you know. So they're you know it's they. So that caused some rumblings, and Jr. even said, "I'm not going to do their show anymore," kind of thing. So probably someone said something to Dave, and Dave was so, like, eh. "So you're saying that when Tommy Dreamer compared sexual assault to a man bun, and then it got him in trouble, he wasn't happy with the way he came off on the show. It was out of context, Matt. Yeah, it was, it was out of 100. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer got out of his fucking mind. That's what he Rick is. Flair, Rick Flair never did anything wrong in front of Tommy Dreamer." Stop. Depends on the context. It's all yeah. about context. You know about. This. I will fight somebody in the Zoom call right now. <laughs> uh, last but not least, unless Vince has anything to add to the dark side of the ring news, uh, Candice LeRae is her contract has expired AEW style. She was not released. Her contract expired. She is back to go wrestle men on the Indies and bleed and beat the living dog out or shit out of herself and other men and do all of the fun shit that WWE would not let her do that she and became famous be a mom. and be a mom as well. You know, yeah. that's Beautiful that's someone that I feel like would help elevate the AEW women's division so greatly because like, I, I know we don't want to just see every single person show up in AEW and unless your name is like the, uh, like, uh, why, why? Unless your name is Britt Baker, you really aren't really highlighted all that often. Or you're not Jay getting that kind of Jay Cargill too. I forget. Uh, Jay Cargill, but she's only on Rampage, uh, and sometimes she does vignettes on on Dynamite. She's on everything. She's everywhere. This Are coming from the guy who doesn't watch Rampage, and if I'm lucky, who might literally catch Dynamite. Who literally asks? Oh, I tried to on Rampage, and Hockey was on. Did, did I didn't watch Dynamite. To be fair, inside baseball, I also forgot Rampage was on early, but I took notes off what I read happened, so I've got notes for that. So okay, Literally, or we cannot cover it. No, we're none would be. That's what we do here. This is your job. Literally set this. No, but I, I, I honestly, wherever Cancel Ray goes, I'll, I'll be completely happy. Whether that's Impact, she goes back to the Indies, AEW, or. Mm. Or even even if she goes it goes and resigns with WWE and gets a new contract because there's still matchups that I want to see Candice have. I do want to see her against Bailey primarily is the main match I still want to see her against Sasha would be a fantastic one. Her and Bianca, her and uh, 
her and Becky Lynch, her and Oscar, her and EO. Well, just the women that I want to see Candace face. That you've seen Candace and EO. We talking about multiple times. You're like, oh, these are matches that I want to see. Said EO. I want to see it again. I want to see it again. I want to see it all over again. Give it all. Give it to me all over again. But uh, I'm okay with whatever Candace does. But like, if she does something with AW, I think they would spotlight her a little bit better than they have like a Ruby Soho or a Tony Storm. I don't know. I don't think. I think so. I think so. The Bucks are like really close friends with Candace, and look, at, they're very close friends with Adam Cohen. Look at Adam Cohen; he was in the title picture. Look well, at Keith Lee; he's not good friends with the Bucks, and he's just a tight team with Kicked her in the face with all his might with a thumbtack shoe. I and would hope they're friends. Beat, and she beat him anyway. That's true. She did win by herself. She's a badass. By she's herself. A badass. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is an opportunity for two jokers to debut at double or nothing in both the men's and women's tournament a lot of speculation that it's returning miro possibly a cesaro but we could see mr and mrs gargano be the jokers in those tournaments i, I really want i'm like i look i'm with vince she needs to do something that'll make her happy that will satisfy her creatively and as a wrestler because mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that wasn't the case in, in wwe yeah. no way shape or form they they had her basically backbench for uh eight, for 18 months while she was mrs., yeah. uh, mrs wrestling right you know so on and so forth um and then they finally mm-hmm. finally have a wrestle and they don't know what to do with her i'm like jesus fucking christ um i as a fan though i wanted to go back and fight some dudes that's Hell what yeah. i wanted yes. to do because that's katie said it that's where she that's where everyone got uh, got to know who she was, and she was at like yeah. she was in wars. She had wars with Chris Hero on yep. the West Coast. Like we're talking someone who's wrestled like top guys who are you know in, in signed in big positions in, in companies right now. Sure, there's the whole thing with penis dude that we don't have to talk about, but you know that was still significant. We don't have to mention that. Uh, we can right. mention the fact that she beat the young bucks all by herself. Exactly. That's a critical. Critical. And, yes. and look, she's tougher than you. Candice LeRae is tougher than you. She's always been tougher yes, than you. She is. And she will always be tougher than you. I want to see yeah. her go fight some dudes on the indies and then like settle into a nice little signed contract thing. But that's just me being very, very I, jealous. I don't know where, but I don't I don't care exactly where, but I do want to see Minoru Suzuki versus Candice LeRae. I feel oh, like that would be a fantastic match. That would be a fantastic match. Murder Grandpa versus Candice LeRae. That'd be it. That that'd be it for me. Vince, what did you just do? What I love that you put that into the universe. I'm trying to manifest it, Warren. Mm, mm. <laughs> All right, Warren. Where would you like to start this week? Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, or Rampage? Well, let's start with Raw. Let's go in chronological order. All right, so we kick it off with a bloodline promo after waiting 10 minutes for Roman Reigns and the bloodline to walk down to the ring. And I am not shitting you. I counted. It was literally 10 minutes uh, to hear what he has to say before he even gets to speak. RK blows comes out, takes out the Usos. Drew and his giant metaphorical penis join the party. Roman tells Drew to leave his big dick out of this. So he drops it to the floor, gets in the ring. They go to blows. We go to commercial, come back, and we're told the officials broke things up and got things in order. Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy defeat Street Profits and Freaky Zeke. Uh, Earlier today, we found out that KO had a hissy fit about Ezekiel in front of the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. 
So Chad went and was a big snitch talking about them drinking on the job, so on and so forth. That led to this match. Uh, KO and Alpha Academy get the win. We have a interview with AJ Styles. He says if he beats Priest tonight, then Priest is barred from ringside. Uh, Adam Pierce informs Sonya that tonight she has zero executive power. You are a wrestler tonight, and while you're a wrestler, you can't do shit. And also, there's going to be a six-woman tag team match and tells her who the participants are. And she's like, all right, so we'll make this a no DQ match. She's like, you didn't fucking listen, bitch. You have no power. You can't make it nothing. Go wrestle. Uh, Veer has an enhancement match. He's getting the Braun Strowman treatment, interviewing a local opponent before his squash match that made us really feel hard, you know, heartfelt for the indie guy that got his ass beat by Veer, uh, who crushes him before and continues to crush him after the match. AJ Styles defeats Damian Priest. So Edge cuts a promo insulting the crowd before AJ comes out. And then there's a post-match beatdown on AJ. Finn comes out and saves him. And then we get some Bullet Club love between AJ and Finn Balor. That's what everyone wants to see. Got to give the right fans before what Bullet, want. Right before Bullet Club Day, too. Shout mm-hmm. out to Savannah and her uh, and New Japan Takeover episode. I haven't finished uh, it yet, but I like what I've seen so far. She hasn't listened to the show, but thank you. That's okay. How dare she? Uh, Cedric sucks up to MVP trying to get back into her business. MVP's like, listen, I moved on. It's time for you to move on. I moved on. Bob moved on. Everyone moved on. Let that shit go. He's like, no, no, no. Let me go out there. I'll fight Bobby Lashley. I'll prove myself when I beat him. Let's talk. And almost is like, yeah, just get the fuck out of here. Go. Like, go, bro. <laughs> go do your thing. Uh, we got Ms. TV with Mustafa Ali. Uh, Ali's music's getting cut off. His mic doesn't work. Miz is taking shots at how Ali complains to Twitter about what's going on in his career instead of, you know, doing something about it. Theory comes out, interrupts to suck Miz off, got his loss expunged, so on and so forth, because I'm you, but just taller and in better shape. And Vince loves me because I used to rub his leg under the table when we had segments together. Uh, Ali says that Theory and Miz need to shut the fuck up. Theory says his mentor granted him a championship contenders match. And not only that, he's making it a devil's three-way. So poor Ali had to take on two men at once uh, to get that contenders match. And he was, or well, actually missing theory, get the win, defeat Ali. So he was not up for the challenge. He tried, he struggled. He couldn't handle two men at the same time, Vince. It's always rough for your first time go, you know, like you can't handle. Vince has some experience. And then <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa, after seeing this man fail to handle two men at once, slides in the back door and just gives him a pounding again. Poor Ali, just taking it rough. Uh, we got 24-7 nonsense. Dana is irrationally and possibly pregnant the way she is blaming her husband. I don't know what was going on. She was blaming him for everything. It's all his fault. I thought it was going to lead somewhere. It really didn't. Uh, Nikki ends up winning and then losing the 24-7 title from Dana. Now she wants a divorce because it's Reggie's fault that she is champion and she has to defend it. Just got married like two weeks ago. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Truth offers to be Reggie's divorce lawyer because Truth does everything. He's got... He's got... He's certified. This man has more jobs than fucking Carson Daly did back in the day. Like... Or Ryan Seacrest, or whoever's relevant now, because I'm fucking old. Uh, uh, Bad Bunny uh, seems to be in everything. So yeah, Bad Bunny. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and then 
seeing her sad and distraught, Dewdrop comes up to Nikki and says, hey, you done fucking around? Can, can we be serious and have some fun now? And she's like, yes, yes, I can. I'm done fucking around. Uh, Rollins wants to celebrate Seth Rollins because why not celebrate yourself? Who doesn't want to celebrate themselves? He thinks he's great. Let's celebrate him. Uh, the crowd, however, wants Cody Rhodes. They start chanting for Cody. Seth gets mad, yells at the crowd, gets ready to throw on a highlight package to masturbate himself. Uh, Cody's music hits, comes down. Seth tells Cody, you know, either come out here and say nice things about me or leave. This is all about me. This has nothing to do with you. Stop trying to steal my spotlight. Cody <laughs> proceeds to tell Seth, you know, in the most sarcastic, ego, fellatio way possible that you're great, but also you're not as great as you think you are. Seth insults Dusty. Cody goes off the rails. They go to blows. Cody sends Seth running. Fun segment. Uh, Bobby defeats Cedric, so Cedric is not getting back into her business, and they are not getting back together. That's done and over with. And then in our main event, Liv, Bianca, and Asuka defeat Rhea, Becky, and Sonya with Liv getting the pin. Yeah. What are we spitting and what are we swallowing from Monday Night Raw? Uh, I'm going to swallow the main event. I think it was uh, one of my uh, the favorite my favorite thing of the entire show. And uh, Liv showed out. Uh, shout out to Asuka being a trooper, getting smacked in the face with Bianca's braid and still falling through with the match. I, I know she must have been gravely injured after that. You know, it's a foreign object, apparently. Uh, and yeah, like I said, Liv had a great performance. I'm glad that she got the win. Swallowing the Bullet Club reunion, like the little teaser. I don't know. Is it going to lead to something more? Probably not. But yeah. I hope. I would love to see a tag team between Finn and AJ. I think that would be kind of cool, especially if they unify the titles and we can see AJ and Finn on both SmackDown and Raw. Interesting. But that's what I'm swallowing for sure. Um. Well, seeing as how they edited out the two suite of the Raw recap, I can guarantee you this is going nowhere. Nowhere more, I should say. Let, let me let me have hope, Katie. Let me just hope just a no. little bit. <laughs> it's Monday Night Raw. You should have no hope. And Monday Night Raw is Am I wrong? Fellows, am I wrong? No, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> or um, it's like, no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to spit 44. 44.25 hours uh, minutes excuse me of wrestling on a three-hour show that makes absolutely no fucking sense to me i don't know why people watch Raw. i really don't and i'm so glad you brought that up i i I seriously do not understand why people watch monday night raw because you don't watch it for the wrestling i'm sorry you don't you you really don't you you cannot watch this show for wrestling and are you watching it for compelling character development jesus christ i can point you to 50 other shows that will have proper, interesting, fun character Better development. Better Call Saul's on on Monday's night. So if you want character development, go watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> there you go. See, honestly. But go ahead, Matt. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question because this is something I kind of brought up a couple weeks ago and you and I have discussed. So it's fair to say, Warren, that you love the art of the wrestling, the, the yeah. sport of the wrestling, the in-ring. You want as much sport of that entertainment. as you... I... I like to be entertained by sports. Let's yes. that's the difference. <laughs> I, however, enjoy the soap opera. I mm-hmm. enjoy the drama and the ridiculousness and all of the stuff that leads up to matches. I appreciate a great match. 
I can enjoy a great match, but I can't just sit down and watch match after match after match without all of the drama and backstory and build that gets me there. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that all of these stories are great. They're not. The 24-7 stuff is terrible. Happy Corbin is awful. There's a lot of bad, but there is some good. Purple Edge is pretty bad, too. Let's be honest. Purple Edge is pretty bad. I enjoy the Sexecutioners, first off. (laughs) Uh, The who? The Sexecutioners. The sex calls them the sex that, you you made up that name, right? Okay. That was all that. <laughs> they are the judgment day. Because honestly, if 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 someone if that was what they were being called on Raw, I just might actually tune in a little more of them. That always makes Raw a little bit more interesting. That always finds um, a way. No, I I enjoy those dark characters, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I do think they could be doing a little bit more with it, but. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I said that it kind of looks like The Undertaker retired and they put his gimmick on wholesale and Edge got a little bit and Joe Wayne Gacy got a little bit. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to NXT. You divvy up but the corpse. That's the great thing about <laughs> wrestling is you love th- what you love and I love what I love. And we are a great example, the two of us, sure. of two people who can love opposite things in wrestling yet still come together and enjoy it as a whole without like, arguing and fighting and blah 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 but that is why i tune into raw that's why i love nxt i know you do not love nxt 2.0 nxt 2.0 gives me all of the fucking soap opera high school drama crazy bullshit that i want in wrestling and some really good matches better than what you're going to see on raw nxt is like that perfect porn scene that porn video that you find that has like a very funny over the top like story to build up to the foreplay into the actual action. And that's what NXT 2.0 is. I love it. I think I think it does it perfectly. I was gonna say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go for it. Go Go for it, Katie. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. But you're right. I'm not watching it for the wrestling. Uh I enjoy wrestling. And I've said this before. Part of the reason why I don't get into New Japan is because every time someone's like, oh, you need to go watch this match or this match or this match. And I get interested in the stories that lead up to the match, but no one ever tells me, here's a great story that New Japan told leading to this match that you should go well, check yeah. out. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's a that's a, uh, that's a issue right there with uh, New Japan because they do tell stories. There is story buildup. They just tell a lot of their stories in the match. Like, and, and their stories are being told. Yeah, so you have to watch a, ma- a, a few matches prior to that one match. You know, there's a story to it. The, but I like the, the backstage. The way- yeah, well, you yeah. see, that. see, to me, that, at, like, I like it to a certain degree, because there's more, because here's the thing, it's like, I, 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 there, there are things that I find extremely entertaining. Look, I'm a big, look, as much as, you know, the, 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 you're absolutely right, as much as I like the work rate, I like, you know, compelling matches, and so on and so forth, you know, give me the Dark Order. I love the Dark Order shit. Like, I really mm-hmm. do, you know? I, I, it's not that I don't like the backstage stuff, you know? It's when I don't think that Raw WWE in general does a very good job in creating stories, making them compelling, and then making you feel rewarded for following through the story. Because most of the time they're going to let stuff fall through, or they're going to just retcon it. You know, six, eight months, a year later, we're like, "Well, Jesus Christ, you had me get involved in this. Then why are you doing this now?" So I never get a feeling that I'm being rewarded for watching WWE. I get rewarded rewarded for watching um, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi last weekend 
for the IWGP United States Championship, which was a fantastic match, because that's what I wanted. And I, and, and, I, and I did that specifically on purpose for you, Matt. I did specifically that match just for you. And the match rewarded me. It gave me everything I wanted. But if you're giving me the story, the story means that you're supposed to be, give me story beats. You're supposed to give me, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 a kickoff point, a uh, 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 plot, development, denouement, conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. MJF and, and CM Punk was fantastic. And I wasn't into it at first, but they draw they, they got me into it, and by the end I was like, this is great, you know? But when I go to New Japan, like Vince said, the stories happen in the ring, they happen in the matches leading up to the story. Because it's a sports-based presentation. They don't do backstage right. interviews or skits or vignettes or music videos. And so when I'm when I'm so when WWE puts it on, I'm like, this better be good. And my expectations are twice as high because I didn't know if you guys heard. This is a billion dollar company, right? So I'm expecting top of the line, high level production, uh, and 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 well thought out, planned shit, which frankly isn't the case. So all of this together, plus on top of that, I don't even get a third of the show, which is wrestling. I'm like. What am I watching? Why am I watching this? Why am I watching poorly constructed characters in these stories that I feel go nowhere when I could be watching Better Call Saul on Monday? Which is going to give me exactly that. But oh, I want yeah. to watch Better Call Saul. That, that's something else. Can we do a Better Call Saul podcast? That's what we no. should be doing. You though. can do whatever you want on Straight Talk. <laughs> that is your show. You do whatever you want, Sunshine. Um, and I'm the same way, but the opposite. Whereas I appreciate sure. great matches, but like, I'll talk about it more when we get into NXT because I think NXT has a great example of what yeah. I, what we're talking about. So, uh, any oh, other Spitzer Swallows and Lash Legend, right? That's the one we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Nikita Lions oh, and Lash Legend. I will That's talk a- about. I will talk about Nikita Lions and Lash Legend. Yes, <clears throat> as we should. I have to do it because you said it. the Itchy and Scratchy Show. Okay, I feel better now. Um, <laughs> any other Spitzer Swallows from Raw? Uh, I'm uh, a swallow, Kevin Owens. Because he is yes. a gem. Great character like, development, entertaining story. Kevin just is losing his shit. one of those He's people you can put in anything. You can have him be the serious yes. heel. You can have him be this delusional fucking heel. Oh my god, that's Elias. And then adding Chad Gable, who is also fantastic. Like it works. And I don't know what the fuck the payoff's gonna be. I don't even care. I just like Kevin Owens losing his right. fucking mind. It's my favorite thing now. So I, I, I Kevin Kitty. Owens. I agree, Kitty. I think that's the one thing I tune into every Monday night and enjoy off of Raw is the Kevin Owens, Ezekiel, hey, that's really a live storyline, and Chad Gable being involved, the whole lie detector test thing, Kevin telling Chad that he's not going to pay him his Canadian dollars. Like, that. that's grade A television. That's character development. You see on Better Call Saul right there. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens is bringing it. <laughs> Kevin Owens is bringing it. Uh, I think I'm just going to spit, like, Sonya still doing this whole authority figure thing. Like, oh, I'm still having power. Like, I like I just want her to just, like, be a wrestler or be a backstage person. I don't want her to, like, juggle between both. Cause She'll lose her power. That's, what, that's where we're going. That's the that's the story. The story is she was... I just want her to lose her power, like, a, three months ago. She yes. was put in a position of authority who abused that authority and now is having that authority taken away and is having to deal with no longer being in the position to abuse the authority that she was 
and mm-hmm. we are watching the downfall of Sonya from an authority figure back to a wrestler where she's going to have to compete. The Again, one of the reasons why I tune in and enjoy it. I have a blast teasing and joking about how she's a racist and only, you know, they fixed Turned that. The they had her, her slap Carmelo, so it's not as racist. She hit a white girl. Like, it is what it is. She hit a Mexican well, girl, though. It's 50-50 also... racism now. That's what yeah. we're doing at <laughs> WWE now. It's like 75-25, but... Um, um semantics that the sex executioners because i'm just curious as to where this faction is going to go i love myself yes. dark characters and stables and i Every hope that one. they develop this and it goes somewhere and it becomes something cool right now edge is doing a lot of promos i love the entrance i think the entrance is great with the chair and all of that i think edge and damien are great wrestlers i think what is going on with aj is interesting but again could be done a little bit better but i'm gonna swallow that as well um i am interested and- in what they're doing with champa and ali though like where's that because like champa attacked ali two weeks ago and it's just kind of seemed out of nowhere because before that he did it like a backstage segment where he was like hey i'm on raw hey that's actually ezekiel right there that was the last time we saw champa before he attacked ali it seems like they've pivoted to him being a full-fledged shield in this ali Good. segment and look ali's doing what he's doing right now with the miz and austin theory or whatever but uh, Mustafa Ali versus Tomas Champ is going to be a fantastic match whenever we get it, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a pretty good feud. And it's going to be one of those sneaky good feuds yeah. that you that you see on WWE programming that sneaks under the radar. And I'm I'm very looking forward to that. I like both of those guys. I think they're going to have good chemistry and they're going to put on a good match. I'm looking forward to seeing that on a weekly this basis. Is, that that's a match for guys like me. Yeah. Yes. Really, and it's a feud for guys like me, honestly. Uh, that seems like an NXT match. match, like an old yeah. black and gold match. Absolutely. It's one that gets me excited. And, uh, you know, and all I can say is, you know, j- just let the guys do the do the wrestler type feud. Don't try and overcomplicate it. You know, don't yes. like suddenly like, oh, Mustafa Ali, you know, th- he steals Champa's coat and then he runs and he pours, you know, I don't know, whipped cream on it. And then leave that for leave the, sh- the shenanigans to Wendy Chu. That kind of, yeah, exactly. You know, these guys are wrestlers. Let them wrestle. It'll be fantastic. And they're going to wrestle. And again, that's going to be one of those things where we'll get the sneaky story that'll build Mm -hmm. to it and it'll pay off with a great match, which is perfect harmony between Warren and I because you'll be able to come over here and I will be able to talk about how Champa keeps coming in Ali's back door uninvited. And then you can tune into the Mr. Warren Hayes show and he will tell you about all the Uchi Kuchi Ogamis or fucking go, go, go Power Ranger plexes and all of the different great actual grapples and holds that he talks about on his show and the art of wrestling <laughs> go go power can that be can that be the title of the episode uchi gucci gunami <laughs> you can spell it go for it <laughs> there's an indie uh, wrestler out there who's looking for a name for their finisher they just there you go. But no, you do do a great job. Uchi- when I listen to your show, you know you do know the names of all of the moves, all of the planchas and topes and things like that. And he has a he has a passion for, like I said, the art of wrestling. So you will get the art of actual wrestling outside of my jokes, and then my jokes over here. There it is go. a great it is a great yeah. feud for the both of us to share in. Um, yeah, Warren's yes. fucking fantastic. Yes. Overall, raw spit or swallow. I'll take I'll it spit, in the face. Spit completely for me. 
I'm just going to take around the face. It, it was what it was. It wasn't the worst show of the week. I feel like there were um, worse shows. I'm going to spit. You're going to spit raw? Uh, I, I'm going to swallow. Uh, outside of 24-7 stuff and Roman's 10-minute entrance, there wasn't a lot that I hated from the show. Um, so You hated staring at Roman for 10 minutes? Listen, Don't tell Jesus that. Cert- certain people... <laughs> Certain people have an entrance that leads to a 10-minute entrance. There's an aura. There is something about it. Roman does not need 10 minutes to walk to the fucking ring. No. What if Nikita Lyons took 10 minutes to walk to the ring? Is she twerking would the whole be, way down? Would you she be complaining if she took 10 minutes? There's someone who tweeted this. She she walks like, you know, the seduction walk in The Sims. You know, the, yes. the way that they, that's how she walks. Oh my god. Yeah, that's Darnell. That Shout out Darnell. That's it. will never be able to unsee that now. I, and he uh, said that and I lost and I'm like, that's exactly how she walks. Well, and then she does like a weird good. like Power Rangers jab gyration thing in the middle and then does a that's spin like, kick. She's doing Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Yes, she's doing Shane McMahon punches with seduction sim walk. There you go. That's her entrance. Now I'm gonna have to go look up Sims, Sims porn. Thanks a lot. Uh where are we going next? <laughs> NXT Dynamite. You just want to go in order. Oh, is it? I, I'm I'm still yeah. picking. Uh, let's go in order. NXT. Every time it's going to be you. Um, okay. NXT. So we kick it off with the triple threat for the North American title after a very interesting intro from Pretty Deadly, um, who were fantastic because this is spring breaking. Um, Mellow Solo. Lose to Cameron Grimes. He retains his North American title in a damn good match. All three guys have a lot of potential. Um, Mandy Rose, something that I'm sure Warren did not appreciate, but I absolutely loved, goes to a tanning salon. I thought I was getting uh, Final Destination 3. Wendy Chu comes in, cranks up the tanning bed, locks her in the room. Mandy comes out, burnt like a lobster. Toxic Attraction's like, well, we're still going to go get drinks. You should probably do something about that because you don't look great. Leaves Mandy behind to go uh, enjoy their their tiki bar experience out on the beach. We never actually saw him at tiki bar. We'll get into that. Uh, Nathan Frazier tears it down, uh, defeats Grayson Waller. I don't know what they're doing with Grayson Waller. I guess we'll see. But uh, Frazier looking pretty good. Um, uh, Tim from Wrestling Index said that he's got a lot of uh, Johnny Gargano vibes in him here in NXT. Duke Hudson tries to get a sympathy fuck out of Indy because we're reminiscing about the fact that both of their lovers got fired, but we're not talking about it. Indy rejects him right away. She's like, no, I'm not into that. Get the fuck out of here. So he's like, oh, I I wasn't really trying anything, but we saw you, Duke. We saw you, you sick, sad man. You sick Uh, son of a bitch. So so it's going to happen, if we're being honest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Well, (laughs) that's the story, Warren, is... No, I know, I know. You can even... Duke and Indy used to bump uglies. They used to fuck. They broke up. She started bumping uglies with Dexter. He wanted to make Indy jealous, so he was banging Persia. Mm-hmm. Now Persian, poor Dexter, gone out doing whatever they're doing, and now they're gonna they're gonna be left to console each other once Indy gets over her heartbreak. Bumping, bumping uglies. uglies. I haven't heard that in so long. You're welcome. Uglies. Um. <laughs> We had uh, the bartender, uh, Fallon Henley, doing her 
cowgirl breakout tournament package, letting us know not only does her family own a bar, but she also likes to ride horses. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Uh, Tony D and Santos have a Godfather parlay. Uh, Santos, again, shady as fuck. They agree to peace. Like Tony's like, hey, we can split the pie. All right. You can have yours. I can have mine. It'll be cool. Santos is like, no, 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 no. I want the whole pie. Why don't you come work for me? Tony's like, no, that's not going to work for me. They're like, all right, well, we'll agree to peace then. Like, we'll, we'll agree to peace. Santos is full of shit. Full of shit. Full of shit. Right off the bat, you can see by the look on his face, this man cannot be trusted. Shady as fuck. My poor boy, Tony, like D, Tony D's. My fellow like Tony D's Chicago problem. Italian. This, <laughs> that sounds like Tony D's problem. It, it hits home. It's, it does. It's, yeah, it's striking a nerve, isn't it? Well, yeah, because oh, yeah. It, it's Matt versus Vince. It's Santos versus Tony. It's it's our entire dynamic here. It, uh, we, it's a Chicago Italian versus Mexican. There you yeah. go. Uh, Similar Viking flags, Raiders, too. Viking Raiders. Mine has yeah, an eagle took, in it. You, I was going to say, you took ours and put an eagle on it. Like That was cool. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Viking Raiders interview. Starting to kind of feel like the old Viking Raiders now that they're down back in NXT doing their thing. War Raiders. Getting a little bit they of that back. The to me. They... They put pretty deadly on notice. Um, Fakita Lions and Cora defeat Natalia and Lash Legend after a miscue from Natalia where she kicks her partner in the face because it's an Italian. Why the fuck not? Uh, <laughs> Do we think Pax, it'd be the other way around, given that Natalia I, I is the boat? I 100% don't. It's, it's Natalia. She, how, she cannot keep a tag team partner because of this very problem, Vince. She, is, she has been with every no, woman on the I, roster and none of them have stuck. What I mean, at least she's had a sample of the entire buffet. But no, I th- like if her gimmicks are like the boat, she should be the best. She should not be making these rookie mistakes. It should be Lash Legend. Well, if like maybe she's not or, the fucking boat. What if her gimmick is that she calls herself the boat, but she's not really the boat because she fucks up all the time. But in her own mind, she's the boat. More like a raft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little piece of wood. A raft uh, Titanic. Naked and afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Tatum Paxley does her breakout package, powerlifting. Uh Viking Raiders versus the Creeds. Creeds get the win after Roddy gives them the assist. And then the Creeds are like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we wanted to come out here and prove ourselves. Why are you getting involved? Damn I'm trying you, to Roddy. get fired. That's what yes. he says. <laughs> I'm trying to get fired. And if I'm not correct, uh, according to the announcers, that was Viking Raiders' first loss in NXT. Oh. I thought I they, Warren, look it up. I thought they said on NXT that the Viking Raiders had not lost in NXT. No, that's got to be a lie. I feel like they had to have lost at least once. Well, they were pretty hot shotted up to main roster once they got they up were. there. Warren's looking going to look it up. <laughs> All right. Um, Toxic Attractions Beach Day gets crashed by Roxanne and Wendy, and that could have been the entire show for me. Like, I could have watched that all day long. Um, you running? I actually went back and rewatched that segment. It was the only thing I rewatched from NXT. It was fantastic. Uh, Wendy and Roxanne steal their keys and their shoes, make them run across hot asphalt, which if you've ever done, you know, is painful as all hell. Terrible. Barefoot. They move Very their evil. car. Uh, nice. Just And this is part of Roxanne's training from Wendy Chu for the breakout tournament. And Roxanne's like, we could be spending our time better. And she's like, no, we got to take down the mean girls. Like, Trust me, this is much, much more worth it. <laughs> um, and then 
in, I believe, our main event because I scrolled too far. Uh, Joe uh, and Braun oh, no, Breaker. Not our main event because after this, Shady ass Santos Escobar oh, yeah. kidnaps the consigliere of Tony D'Angelo. Is outside of his car even seen waiting. That guy up until the meeting. I had that no is idea not who true. that was. He was been on TV. Yes, he has I've been never there. Never seen that before. He AJ part, something. He they had the celebration Biles? for Tony after Tony took out. Lee? Mute they had a celebration for Tony after Tony beat uh, Champa, and he was the one that threw it. He was there for the match with Champa, supporting him. He has been a part of this. Oh, see, that's the problem then, because as soon as he beat Champa, I just turned off the TV, or I just I like like, how you're started just doing something else. Changing the subject to the fact that your boy Santos is shady as fuck and kidnapped. You know what? This is the business. Calling for peace. The business is the business. When you're in the game, you're in the game. That's that's what it's all about. There AJ is Gawani. no truth. There's no peace. Name. There you go. Cannot be trusted, man. Parlayed, asked for peace, and then immediately, not even not even an hour went by, Vince, and he already attacked and stole the consigliere of Tony D's empire. But it, you, it, it's they're they're living in a different universe than everybody else. They're not gonna be singing it like this. Ain't gumdrops and rainbows. They're gonna be like holding hands, singing kumbaya. This there's no peace here. This is war. This is territory. It's a, so you're saying Santos it's, it's what is a liar. He said no. peace, but he didn't mean it. So he's a liar. Damn. It'd be what it be. It's uh, Tony D's fault for believing. Like, One of your favorite wrestlers you, does lie, cheat, and steal. So I get why you're supportive of this. It's the motto, but me personally, when when you say peace, you mean peace. You don't 20 minutes later, go steal a family member, throw them into a van, an unmarked van, mind you, very much Harlan vibes here, uh, but slightly smoother with Santos than you would be with Joey and Gacy. Well, that, that's what they were all about when they first showed up. They were attacking people left and right before we even knew like Ada was. So yeah, this is their the parking lot is not safe. Okay, but that's like, you want to bring up Eddie Guerrero. That's like saying Eddie, "Hey Eddie, please don't lie to me, don't cheat, don't steal anything." That's like what? That's like waking up and telling the the sky not to be blue in the morning. You know, like Santos come doesn't on. come out and say that his thing is lying, cheating, or stealing. Yeah, though. he does not sure. give off that vibe. Eddie was at least up front and said, "I'm gonna lie to you." Now they're yeah, there. We got to finish the recap, then we can argue more about Tony and Santos. Uh, main event: Braun Breaker retains his championship from Joe Wayne Gacy. However, Joe did let us know that should he lose tonight, he was bringing doom and destruction with him to NXT. So now, after watching this man kidnap Rick Steiner, take him to a sex dungeon, shove him in a cage, let Harlan have his way with him for God knows how many days, steal this man's family heirloom in the ring, throw it into a fire, put it on, lure Braun to a platform get his match and then shove him into the creatures of the night to be gang banged who knows what joe and gacy <laughs> could be capable of going forward oh uh, <laughs> man has he, has he has he been watching nxt yes <laughs> it, it feels it feels like a, a, a b movie from 1979 from the trauma <laughs> trauma productions toxic avengers a fantastic movie and this is a fantastic oh, story I, I agree, <laughs> completely agree. <laughs> um, but Baron wins with the spear, and I was not a fan of that because we got too many people using a fucking spear, yes. especially in WWE. Everyone's got a fucking spear. Like, don't do oh, that. Yeah. Do not do that to him. And not everyone does it well. So no. 
uh, I'm swallowing toxic attraction, their whole story. I'm sure that's going to be yeah. a spit for Warren, uh, but I'm going to swallow that preemptively. Also, our opening match, the triple threat between Solo, Grimes, and uh, Mello, fantastic. Um, fantastic. Main event, I'm mm-hmm. happy with it. We had the two hooded figures with the red faces now. So this is like maybe the elite. Did you guard see the, the, the WWE that comic exclusive that they showed? I did not afterward. So I think he he actually got kidnapped and was like stretchered out by the hooded figures. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's getting taken to sex sex dungeon. Now. Yes. <laughs> yes. First, first daddy got well. At least Harlan's not there to do to him what Harlan did to Rick. So yeah, but he might have more fingers up his rectum than than daddy did because like at least with like <laughs> with his Papa Steiner, it was just Harlan. And then now it looks like he has a whole orgy lined up for him. It's the way that you got so specific for no <laughs> fucking reason. You out of pocket piece of shit. Uh, it'd be like God that sometimes. Damn it, Vince. Those spits are swallows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, go ahead, guys. I'm also swallowing the triple threat because banger match really really thought solo was gonna take it a few times yes and i would have been so happy with that but like i can see why they're not gonna take it off grimes right now since he did just win it and they had that whole story with him whatever i get it for his it's daddy fine. he wanted for his daddy he wanted for papa grimes i get it there's it's a lot fine. of daddy issues in nxt right now there's a lot of daddy issues in in wwe these days honestly mm-hmm. that's cody shtick right now and the one daddy issue that I wanted to see, I never got between Dom and Ray, but that's neither here nor that. That's not, we're not talking about that tonight. They took, they brought Dom down, should have left him there, didn't, and we're moving on. Uh, toxic Attraction, always a swallow. Nikita Lyons, also a swallow. Nikita, got well, I see a lot of potential in both Lash and uh, Nikita. Oh, yeah. Um, in ring. I do. I know you don't. Uh, I do. Um, I think she, I, I said this once with a certain wrestler and it, and I became a fan of him, but right now she's very mid in terms of what she's giving me in the ring. Uh, like, like she was hyped up, obviously. Everybody's gassing her up. And she's okay. I'm not saying she's bad or anything. I just don't really care about Nikita Well, Lyons. I mean, they're both I'm, good. Yeah. No, I'm and... not saying she's bad. I'm just saying that almost every single good woman that... Yeah, she's she's okay. She's she's like a McDouble at McDonald's. You know, she's solid. Everybody loves a McDouble. You know, but you know, she's a McDouble. It's not. Are we comparing women to hamburgers? Is that what we're doing? Is that the, wow? What the <laughs> fuck, Vince? I do it with men all the time. You know. Oh well, so. that, oh well, then that's fine. Yeah, um, you know, I always talk about hangman I, I used to like let, let it hang and fish, stuff. Actually, yeah. Just so you know. Okay, all right. I like fillet fish. It hits from time to time. I, 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 I consider myself a McRib because I only show up seasonal, and I'm like, <laughs> if you're gonna, if, if, if you're gonna compare Thakita to anything on a McDonald's menu, it has got to be a double quarter pounder. First off, <laughs> with cheese, because I mean, yeah, she's cheese, plain cheesy. Cheese. With cheese, <laughs> no, she's uh, plain and cheesy. She's plain and cheesy. It's a meal. Um, no, I I do see potential in both her and Lash. Lash obviously still very green, but again, a very big, imposing, powerful woman that I think if. They let her can do a lot because we know how WWE likes to take characters like this and limit them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Thakita does with Natalia one on one, outside of Natalia being Natalia, uh, to uh, see if she can showcase a little more outside of the squash matches and the tag matches where they just want her to, you know, hit the highlights. 
besides uh besides the stuff you guys have already swallowed i'm gonna go ahead and swallow like local chicago indie stars uh Cora Jade and Roxy both getting segments on the show. They they to me they look like pillars. AEW always talks about the pillars of AEW. They look like the pillars of the NXT 2.0 women's division. They're two of the like Roxy and Cora J feel like two like big players to me. Cora uh, Jade is from Chicago. Is that what you're saying? Well, they they wrestled here in Chicago a lot in the Midwest okay. area. They they wrestled here a lot, so like that's what I'm. I know Sky I Blue's think... from Chicago. They're basically the same person. So I thought maybe like, oh my god, stop they could it! Be He's done with all the time. I know. Stop well, it. Uh, Sky Blue every... used to be thicker Cora Jade, and now Cora Jade is not as thick Sky Blue. Wow. <laughs> uh, every Sky Blue, every Sky Blue. <laughs> every single vignette that we had in the. NXT uh, breakout women's tournament has been good. Every single one I'm invested in, except for the bartender. She's the only one I don't care about. Um, I guess the bartender. She hangs out with Brinks and Jensen. That alone knocks her down. Brinks and Dunn? Excuse you? Brinks and Jensen, whatever. Same difference. I don't care. Brooks and Dunn? Same thing. Same thing. You gotta live the gimmick on the show, Vince. And Dunn? Uh, Also gonna go ahead and spit the... I mean, no, not spit. I'm gonna go ahead and swallow uh, Santos Escobar again, the best out of Tony D. Uh, He should just know better. This is his territory. He should just go ahead somewhere else. When he he burns Santos' house down next week and there's a horse head just laying in the ashes, I don't want to hear shit from you because he should know it's coming. Yeah, no, this is war. This is war. This is war. This is war. Unfortunately, I do feel like... Tony went and bought this man fresh fish, and this is how he repays him. <laughs> maybe he up, doesn't bitch. like seafood. Maybe, maybe he's like me, and he doesn't like seafood. You know how many fish tacos he could have made with that? Anyway, sure. over there. Why have fish tacos when he had the carne asada? El pastor. Maybe you know, the you know butcher that. wasn't open that late, and the only thing he get was a fucking fish, Vince. Like, gotta do what you gotta do. Go to Taco Bell at that man. point. <laughs> Just go to Taco Bell at that point. Oh, Fish you tacos. you know about going to Taco Bell? You want to? Talk, yeah, I've had bad experiences with Taco Bell recently. Yeah. Not the uh, best. <laughs> Warren, would you like to? It looked like you had Can stuff to here? say. <laughs> um, I I don't watch NXT 2.0. It is not for me, despite the fact that clearly I'm in the their demo. I it's it's entirely not for me. Uh, and but uh, but I do check out things when when you know people tell me. This match was really great, so I go and check, or really poor, you know, either. So I go check out a few things, and I will agree, I will swallow. The triple threat match was fantastic. It was fantastically uh, fought. Um, Cameron Grimes is great, but you know what? Uh, Solo Sokoa, man, that, that kid is special. That That's a guy. Yes. That's a guy I... I would put my money behind way before Braun Breaker. He's mm-hmm. just—he's so agree. smooth, and he's got the presence. He's got all the net, and he's got confidence. You know, he—he's—he. And I feel like Braun. The problem with Braun is that they're pushing him so fast that he doesn't have like that—that that aura of of confidence. It's the only thing that I can. You want to? <laughs> you can kind of compare it to what they were doing with an early Roman Reigns before he discovered the Tribal G stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, look, Solo Sokoa, man, he's a star, and I'm glad to hear. I didn't see the match, but I'm glad to hear that uh, Nathan Frazier is is having uh, good outings as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know the man formerly known as Ben Carter was a bit of a star, uh, and uh, that's a better uh, name right there, Ben Carter. What? That's a better name. I'd rather be called Ben Carter that, than that's, Nathan that's, Frazier. That's his name. Well, that's his birth name. That's, that's his God given name. Ben. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guy so, gave well, him I mean, better name than WWE. 
and he's from Seth's school, so yeah. no one should be surprised that this kid's fucking also, talented. Also, I no, forgot no, to fair, mention he's this. He's very good. Like he's got so many naturals. He's fantastic. He's really yeah. So I'm glad Pull out the fucking Phoenix Splash on the match. Yeah. Like oh, that that too. I forgot to mention. I want to swallow uh, Nathan Frazier's theme song. I think it's like probably. The best theme song right now at NXT 2.0. That's a fantastic theme song. I'd probably like that. so my low, though. Hmm. <laughs> now it is. Yeah. When Triple H was in charge, it was just banger after banger yeah. after banger. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. I missed the CFOs. The CFOs. Shout out to um, CFOs. But I, looping songs for four minutes. I, I didn't jump into the, 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 the Nikita Lions uh, 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 Lash Legend discussion, um, but I do want to throw in my two cents. I think Nikita Lyons does have something. I think she's, she, uh, and I talked about this on my show. She, like, she wrestled in, in, wow, women of wrestling before, right? She, she was the lioness. Lady. The lioness. Um, and, uh, so, like, so she has, she has chops. She knows how to, how to do it. I think that they're focusing on all the wrong things uh, to get, to get her legitimately over as opposed to just being like, oh, look, she sits on people's faces when she pins them, you know? Um, so, but, but she does have, she, she really does have something. Lash Legend, I think she has, she has, uh, uh, zero affinity for pro wrestling. I don't think she has the naturals. I don't think she has the, 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 the knowledge, the in-ring presence. I don't think she has the, you know, the feel of being a pro wrestler, of doing, you know, uh, uh, simulated combat. I don't think she has it. And the fact that she's on primetime television on a, uh, on USA on a Tuesday night uh, is not on her. It's not her fault. She should not be on television. That's because that's what WWE wants to push. They want to push an image of of a person, which she has. Don't get me wrong. Like her personality, her swagger, it's there. But the minute that she starts to wrestle, everything falls apart. Um, and and that's not on her. She needs seasoning. She needs training. I don't think she has what it takes to be a pro wrestler, to be perfectly honest. I don't think she does. But if, like, if I'm running a, uh, if I'm running a show and she's a rep, like, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll let, train her, but train her. Like, if, if we were, if we were still running house shows, right? You put Lash Legend on the house shows, you get her, have her get her reps there, uh, put her in front of live crowds and then have her wrestle, you know, other women and, but now she's getting her reps on TV in, in prime spots in high level angles where it's like she 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 just can't carry herself. She really can't. Um, and again, that's not her fault because it's it's the company that's putting her there in a very ungrateful position. The match that she had with Nikita Lyons, what was it last week? That's another thing that you know I went to see for myself because everyone was shitting on it, and everyone shit on it rightfully. I thought it stunk. And it was bad, 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 bad. But it's not this. These women are doing what they can. They're doing what they can. And, and you could hear them calling spots in the ring out loud when they were trying to do the crisscross shit because they didn't know what to do because someone missed a spot in the choreograph that, that was choreographed. And they just lost it. It was like, oh, shit, we don't know what to do anymore because they're green. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with being green, right? Kermit the Frog t- taught, us, taught us that. It's fine. But if you put them on television in these in these positions where they're expected to deliver, you're setting them up for failure ultimately. Those are my thoughts. Um, I I will agree and disagree. I I do think 
from what I've watched, I've seen the progression of Lash Legend from months ago to now, and I feel like she's in a far better place now than she was months ago. So oh, I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching her get better, and I feel like instead of putting her in matches with people like the Kita Lions, putting her in matches with maybe veterans would be a better spot to do that. Someone like a Natalia who can, like you said, help her with that. Um, we will see where she goes. Uh, obviously, if she's going to have a career, this is the perfect place to be because WWE can make millions of dollars off an old guy in a yellow fucking uh, Speedo who only does three moves uh, and build an empire off it. So, I Look, we, we, we know, all of us here know, we've watched enough wrestling to know, to, to be successful and get over in wrestling, most of the time has very little to do with what you're able to do in the ring. Yep. Right. So she has something as far as charisma, you know, so on and so forth. But as an in-ring talent, I let's see how things go. <laughs> let it play out, quote unquote. But like, I, I don't I don't I don't see I don't think she has the naturals. I really don't. I don't think pro wrestling is for her. Okay. Uh, any other spits or swallows from NXT? Have we started ca calling Joe Gacy the Walker Taker yet, or no? No, I just I I call him Joe Wayne Gacy because okay, he's fucking like that, creepy. Though, the Walker Taker, he is, but he's winning me over. I'm not gonna lie, he is winning me over. The he darker, won me over. the darker, the more cult leader esque he gets. You know, despite the fact that they did a and Triple H would not have let this happen. Uh, they did the terrible job of exposing the creatures of the night under bright light and let us seeing their shoes and hands yeah. uh i don't know why the fuck they did that last week outside of that the more demented and just insane fucking like comic supervillain he becomes the more i am attracted to the cult of joe wayne gacy so what is with you oh, and fucking cult leaders Dude. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I, I look, I love, I, I, my favorite genre of movie is, is like in horror is like when there's cults involved. I love it. I, you know, I, th I think it's, but I also think it's, I'm glad that, that, that Joe Gacy is able to, like, like WWE is able to get a, a discount Bray Wyatt now. That's perfect. And that's the thing. I lost Bray and now I have, you know, great value Bray Wyatt and hopefully great value Bray Wyatt can bring his, uh, bring his value up and maybe get a can brand be, name. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Be a brand name. Exactly. Yeah. Um, overall, NXT spitter swallow. Spring swallow. break. Uh, swallow. I'm also going to swallow. Warren? <laughs> I I only watched one match, so I will. But you uh, swallowed that match, so we'll count it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Counts as a W. There we go. All right. Uh, Dynamite next? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeats Bobby Fish. We got Adam Cole on commentary. I don't know about anyone else, but Jeff Hardy looks slow as shit in this match and really was feeling his age, uh, which worries me because outside of the fact that he just falls down gracefully or as Rick says, with style uh, in everything mm -hmm. he does, uh, moving slow, kind of like Matt Hardy does, is not a good sign for continued success in a very fast paced wrestling company. Uh, the Bucks end up coming down, but don't really do shit. They're like, oh, sorry, you lost Bobby. And then there was a little hardy boy face off thing well, whatever uh 
Blackpool Combat Club defeat Butcher Blade and Angelico because his partner is gone. So sure, why the fuck not? They all used to be kind of sort of part of the HFO. We'll put them together. Uh, I think they we also still got are. that awesome Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, we have no idea what the fuck's going on with Andrade, and that's a big issue with AEW and the storytelling yeah. that we're talking about. Uh, Blackpool mm. Combat Club package uh, that was really cool beforehand with William Regal just God fucking damn. Mm. Look, Matt, Matt, just before you go on, okay, just before we go on, this is the kind of storytelling that just comes and gets me. This is it right here. That's the shit. That's why I watch wrestling. We'll talk about it later, but this, like, this is the kind of stuff that I look at it and I'm like, can you believe WWE let William Regal go? You know, that's what I'm looking, I'm looking at that. I'm like, "Mm, everything was so fantastic. And it lasted what? Like, I th- we didn't see the long version. The long version ended up on Twitter. It was like three, three and a half minutes, something like that. Maybe something four. like that. Yeah. We had a shorter version, on, and it was just as efficient. It was just as good. Just a minute. A minute. And you get the whole picture. No eight-minute fucking monologues. And then of people coming in and doing each their turn on the mics. One minute of a brilliant pre-tape. And I'm sold. I'm in on it. I believe it. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's go. And I'm with you. It was fantastic. Regal's fantastic. And he's one of those guys that can do that and get you really invested in what they're doing. However, uh, what they're doing is just beating up random people. And I'm eventually going to need more than just beating yeah. up random people and a little more to it to keep me invested. Right now, I'm good. But going forward, I'm going to need an actual kind of blood feud or someone that can rival them to make me not feel like every time they go in, okay, I can just write down Blackpool Combat Club defeated dot, 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 because that's what's happening now. Um, mm-hmm. Jurassic Express accepts Team Taz's challenge for their tag team titles, but Jungle Boy's like, hey, while we're at it, why don't I get a shot at that worthless FTW title that you carry around and never defend? Like, that'd be cool. Spicy Ricky. Spicy yeah. Ricky Starks, he called him. You're a spicy guy. And then, that. so so we did not forget, Keith Lee and Swerve were like, oh, hey, by the way, we're also still feuding with Team Taz because... For some reason, Tony likes to book people in multiple feuds at once and not just complete something. So, hey, don't forget about us. You gotta, you gotta, you also still have to do something with us. Um, Wardlow defeats W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass. And again, Warren and I bump heads here because the crowd said, We won Enzo. No, we don't. And I was on the We Won Enzo side, and he was on the No, we don't. Um, (laughs) They did announce him as Impact Wrestling's W. Morrissey. So, a little, hey, I know we kind of treated you shitty, but also we'll acknowledge you on our national TV show. Treated you shitty. They Impact Wrestling. They had they had Kenny Omega wrestle on their pay-per-views. They exactly. were getting record numbers, both on their, their television programming and their pay-per-view buys. They didn't do them shitty. They lent them their they top, had Kenny their, o- They lent the top commodity of the company. They told a terrible company. They told a terrible story about Kenny being a kind of half-ass belt collector. They had him defeat their entire roster, then lose his belt to Christian so that Christian could go lose to one of their guys instead of building one of their people up to defeat Kenny and be a star. Now, whose fault is that? Because I had (laughs) I had this is all the boss fault. It's Impact's fault because you know who they needed to drop it to? The guy that 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 is the current champion, Josh Alexander. That is the mm-hmm. guy that that should have been built. 
because they had a year to build a credible top-level challenger for Kenny Omega. But Tony let, Khan let, goes. Tony Khan goes. He comes to the point where, oh well, we have to start dropping belts here, and he looks at the roster and is like, okay, who's the guy? Uh, Moose. No, fuck off, Moose. We're not touching Moose. We uh, hit the bricks with Moose. What are you doing? So, so we'll okay, we'll we'll do we'll do a lame duck champion. We'll pass it on to Christian, and Christian will pass it on to someone else because Kenny Omega's my top guy, and I'm not having more than my my top guy. Drop it to fucking Moose. Well, let's assume they did build up Josh Alexander. I don't think they still would have had Kenny drop it to Josh. I think it would, regardless of, you have to, you're going under, under the assumption that if a if Impact did build up a star like a Josh Alexander, that it, it, that uh, AEW would have, and Tony Khan would have been like, hey, that's a guy you built up. You did your job. Now let's drop the title to your guy and make him even more of a bigger yeah. star. That, that's assuming a lot and i feel like even if they built up josh alexander like kenny omega was not gonna like lose to josh alexander he was still gonna drop it to christian cage or whoever and then he goes ahead and does the job for an impact star my, the point you're you're probably right my point being that impact, they, they didn't do in that the meantime, they, yeah impact was being impact and didn't do anything compelling with their own stars where you're like this is the guy who's going to lose to Kenny Omega because everyone was like, and you know the the Rich Swan match was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, you know, but you're like, who who is the ultimate? What what, what about with the uh, what about with the AAA World Title? Didn't he just like vacate it? He did vacate yeah. it because he and had to go. They they built they, they had they had hype with Andrade. They he could have dropped it to well, Andrade. They it had, would have been they believable. had the match. It wasn't it. He was supposed to have the match with uh, uh, El Hijo del Vikingo, right? He was supposed to have the match with their top guy. I'm a guy. Mexican that doesn't watch a play. But he's the, he's a top guy there. And on top of that, in ver- on very good terms with uh, with AEW and uh, and the Bucks and so on and so forth. So I'm sh- like, but Kenny had to go. He was injured. Like, it's like, I can't do it anymore. I have to go do surgery. I have to vacate the title. But they had announced the match. It was supposed to happen. And we all sort of felt that we got cheated out of that one because that would have been dynamite. Happened. Real- Real quick on this tangent before I get back to the recap. Uh, who beat John Moxley for the ICUP Northern Hemisphere Championship? Oh, go to hell. <laughs> no, who beat John Moxley? For real. For for what? For whom? The IWGPU United States Championship. When he was champion, who did John Moxley lose to? Uh, Lance Archer. Yes. He lost, he because lost Tony Khan is not going to let his top stars lose to someone else in the company and another company. So he drops it to us. Lance Archer is a fantastic wrestler, but in AEW, he is a fucking jobber. He is AEW's jobber. They bring him out. He beats nobodies for like two weeks to go into a feud to Mm -hmm. lose to a top name, and they drop the title to Lance Archer so that Lance Archer could go drop the title to somebody in New Japan. And that's the same thing they did with Christian. They weren't going to sacrifice John Moxley to somebody outside the company, and they weren't going to sacrifice Kenny to somebody outside the company for a championship that they got from another company. That just seems to me how Tony likes to work. And you know what? If you hold all the cards, why not? Yeah, it is wrestling and it's a very self, like we're going to do what's best for us. Like, sure. And you know, nothing that hasn't been done in the past. Like this is, you know, I'm not trying to excuse it, but it's not stuff that necessarily shocks me. Creating yeah. lame duck, lame duck champions to like they're doing it in pro wrestling. No one of right now, 
but I'm not going to talk about it because it's Japanese wrestling. So. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll talk about Japanese wrestling. When we get to Rampage. I got you. you, you talk about that guy. Uh, so MJF Wardlow's like wrecking all of the security guards. Like they send 150 security guards. Wardlow's wrecking them one after the other, and he's like, "I'm not gonna stop until you give me my match." And MJF's like, "All right, bro, fine, chill. You can have the fucking match." We'll do a contract signing in not a shitty fucking town like this one. We'll do it in my hometown next week, but there's going to be stipulations because I'm MJF and there are always fucking stipulations. So you can jump through hoops and then you'll have your match. And if you win, I'll let you out of your contract and you can sign an AEW one and be a real person. Uh, uh ruby tony Britt, and hater have an interview uh find out they're gonna open rampage friday but tony and ruby are like well we can't fucking wait to fight like let's fight and they're like no 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 we'll see you friday um adam page has an interview a very impassioned interview where it genuinely seemed like he just doesn't fucking like cm punk as a person in general he's gonna destroy him uh this will not be a my favorite quote of the night a masturbatory brett the hitman heart tribute match uh (laughs) because he used masturbatory and i love me some hangman page so that was fantastic um and also cm punk was not here to respond tonight yeah uh jay lethal and sanjay complain that they don't get treated special enough and they want to be they want to feel more special and also tell us that they have a match on rampage against somebody whose name i cannot wait to pronounce later but i'm gonna make you wait I'm so excited. Uh, Santana loses to Jericho. We got a pre-match ass whooping. Jericho got destroyed by Santana before the match started. But of course, the Jagoffs jag off and Jericho gets the win. Uh, the gun club decide that they want to scissor the acclaimed. They're scissoring. They actually went out and bought scissors to scissor. So a lot of scissoring going on. Um, it's prop comedy. Yes. We got a promo from Brian Pillman, and I hate to say this because Brian Pillman Jr., and I hate to say this, but unless he's talking about Cincinnati, I don't believe a goddamn word that guy says. He went on. I did not feel this promo at all until the very end where he's like, yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we can we talk about it right now? or? Uh, <laughs> well, hold on. So he puts off Harbo. Again, I didn't believe anything he said until he started shouting. Cause that house of black. I don't think this is going to help Julia's rotting eye by getting yourselves beat up, but okay, cool. Uh, the house of black wrecks the varsity blondes. Then my boy Malachi corners, Julia Hart makes her quiver, gives her a chair, tells her to wreck Griff Garrison. Uh, Julia decides not to do so. So then an angry Malachi black strips her of her eye patch in the middle of the ring, leaving her exposed. Um, the death triangle come out and make the save. Warren, what would you like to say about this? Because I've got a lot to say about it, but I'm going to save it till after the rest of the recap. No, 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 no it's okay. If we're going to talk about it later, I'll save it for that. Okay. That's fine. We're good. Uh, we we're got, good. We got the baddies interview. We're, about it now. we're almost done anyway. Uh, baddies interview. We're going to something about having possibly two baddie champs. Uh, Red Velvet's having a match against someone. And they're like, maybe there'll be two champs in the baddies. I don't know. Probably not. I don't see Red Velvet winning anything. She's not um, winning the tournament. Yeah. We, yeah, she was talking about the Owen winning the Owen. She's not winning the Owen. She's not yeah. No. Uh Fenix defeats Martin in the Owen qualifier in a Ray Fenix. Phoenix? Fenix? I thought you said FedEx. 
no FedEx. <laughs> no, not FedEx. FedEx is fantastic though, and I'm stealing that. So Ray FedEx. Yeah, Ray FedEx. Um, Ray FedEx. We got a Thunder Rosa promo. She calls out Deeb. It was very fucking awkward. We're getting Deeb versus Rosa double or nothing. This whole thing felt kind of forced, and I don't know why, because this should be something fantastic, but the promo was just off for me. And then in our main event, because AEW is like, listen, we don't hate women. Uh, we got the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, Diana losing to Mercedes Martinez with Mercedes Martinez, the former interim champion, becoming the official Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and Diana going back to Impact. Maybe, maybe we'll see what happens. I'm assuming she's under contract there for a little while, but she got to hang out with her best friend Britt backstage. So, like, yay. Um, let's let's kick it off. I love the House of Black. I am spitting this segment, and the reason I'm spitting the segment is because Katie said it last night on the Sheely Showcase. Julia Hart got the mist in the eye in fucking December. Yeah, no, they have been good. dragging this out since December, and there is a difference between long-term storytelling and just not knowing what the fuck you're doing. And yeah. this is don't know what the fuck we're doing. The Varsity Blondes are involved. Fuego del Sol was involved. The Death Triangle was involved, and I get delaying it because of FedEx being injured. That's fine, but you need to do something else. And they're just, they're botching this. And if you were going to turn Julia, now was the time to turn Julia. I much rather would have seen Julia Hart go to stop them from beating on Griff Garrison and then take the chair and start beating Griff Garrison herself than what I saw. Because Mm -hmm. now of months of her sitting, being emo in the corner not participating, not caring about wrestling in any way, shape, or form, just being upset that she has to exist and be there as her eye gets worse and worse, which, by the way, I believe this is the first time there was actually paint on her face, so, like, it just all of a sudden got really bad. It's not. not? I haven't noticed it's, it. It's been visible, but she's never really on TV, so you don't really yeah, get to she, see it. You'd think she'd have taken some penicillin, Jesus Christ, yeah. you know, to try to fix this. At the, so, know, demon like, seed lady. is spreading. <sighs> so uh wow i'm I'm spitting (laughs) i almost said something i stopped myself uh i'm spitting this uh come on do better like this is that disjointed storytelling that i'm talking about that they do where they don't know and they get too many people mm-hmm. involved and too many you've got malachi feuding with too many people at once like just tell one fucking story and yeah. stick to it and make it work mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i really don't mind like the, the 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 whole thing with the varsity blondes and the house of black because clearly you know they're they're this is like the the schlub the feud with the schlubs to move to move us on to the feud with Death Triangle, which is ultimately what we really, really want, which is probably going to be a match at uh, Double or Nothing. Um, but look, th- you you know, Matt, you, I think you went over everything that had to be said in regards to to Julia Hart. Uh, and this is what I'm terrified of, is that next week, you know, the Varsity Blonde, Julia's like, I'm sorry, you guys. And then they all hug and they're back together. And I'm like, fuck you, because... That that'd be the worst outcome. I'm thinking though, maybe it would have been easier for Julia if it had if she had to crack the chair across Brian Pillman than oh, Griff. Because Griff is the cool guy, and yeah. Brian Brian Pillman is the definition of mid in a professional wrestler. No, first, but seriously, he's, he's an average yeah. worker at best. 
very, very average charisma and a very, very average talker. He's just like throughout. On, and and, and I've, I have no shame in saying this. I've said it on my own show. Brian Pillman is on a television program right now because of his dad's name. There is no other reason, no compelling reason that this guy will be on TV uh, just because of his own uh, his own capabilities. He's he's he is the definition of mid. He's average throughout everything he does. And but then again, wrestling's a hard business to break into. Use every advantage you got. You are the son of Brian Pillman, a guy that all all of his contemporaries, his peers, adored, loved. He's be- Brian Pillman is beloved by the fans. You're his kid. Of course, people are gonna yeah. Let's let's bring up a. Brian Pillman's kid, sure. We, a lot of them played with him when he was a, just a little dude, right? They, they know the guy. So use that to your advantage. Sure, I have no problem with that. But ultimately, this guy is nothing. There's nothing. Brian there. Pillman was a raging hard-on of charisma, and Brian Pillman Jr. is erectile dysfunction when it comes to charisma, and I don't Isn't understand it? it. But it's like it's like Ric Flair and David Flair. It's like Bruno Sammartino... And his kid, right? What was mm-hmm. it, Bruce? I forget what he... It's not Bruce. What was... Uh, anyway. David Sammartino. It was another David. That's right. David I was Sammartino. actually going to say Dave. It's, it, but it, it's it's weird, right? Where you have these these the, the, these incredible you know guys full of charisma and, and showmanship, and their kids are like sticks of wood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else are we spitting and swallowing from Rampage? Or Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, I'm gonna swallow the main event. Uh, I like, I love me some Mercedes Martinez. I like Diana Parazzo. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about Mercedes winning uh, and unifying and being the undisputed uh, ROH or Women's Champion. But you know what? You know that's that's all Tony Khan stuff. You know he's not gonna. We've already established he's not gonna give the win to any Impact talent. So we finally got that forbidden door we wanted to see. We that was the one talent on on Impact. Deanna Prasso that I wanted to see consistently on Rampage, I mean, on Dynamite or AEW in general, that threw me off together. So I have Rampage on the mind. Uh, but yeah, no, love the main event. Uh, I loved uh, FedEx versus Dante Martin. I thought that was probably the best match of the night. Uh, the the vignette of Blackpool Combat Club was fantastic. And that's about all I'm swallowing on the show. Just those if three you things. Can't, if you can't figure out how to spell Uchikuchi Ogami, <laughs> For the title, FedEx always delivers. FedEx delivers. <laughs> always. Can't forget the word always. FedEx always delivers. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, that match, fucking incredible. Dante, Dante Martin's a star. And like I said, it like his brother Darius got into a nasty car accident. So he's out again, which is fucking terrible because that kid's good too. So it, honestly, and like I didn't even realize until like Malachi was doing an interview somewhere and he said it. But like that match was incredible. And they continue to put so much stock in Dante Martin as they should. This kid's fucking ridiculously talented. And honestly, that's a pillar right there. You're gonna talk about AEW pillars and whatever the fuck. That is a pillar right now. Dante Martin. Not MJF. Fuck Max. I don't care. Whatever. I will say the Wardlow stuff. I love. 
do love me some Wardlow. The pillar argument always bothered me because especially now, like the pillars seem very interchangeable. Every couple of weeks yeah. we're swapping someone out and adding a new pillar. And I don't feel like that's the definition of a pillar is someone that no, can be like replaced a, by someone like else. A stable thing. I, th- yeah. I think the pillars have always like been MJF, uh, Hangman, Sammy, and Darby. I think those have yeah. always been or has was Hangman not? People always colors. said it was. Oh, Jungle Boy, Max, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy. I got the I got the wrong Sammy blonde male. Sammy Darby. M- m- yeah, yeah. Sam Darby, Jungle Boy, and MJF for the four pillars, I guess. Yeah, Jeff Hardy Jr. Whatever. <laughs> Miss Light. I'm gonna uh, spit the Jeff Hardy match. Oh yeah. I I thought it was I I, I thought it was um I thought it was bad. I thought. Bobby Fish did everything he could to drag a, a, a match out of Jeff. Um, and here's the, like the problem. Look, here's the thing is that you saw it, right? Jeff Hardy comes out. The Hardy Boys comes out. People have huge reaction. They love the Hardy Boys. I saw two live, two live uh, AW matches last uh, shows last year. And Matt Hardy comes out. People are up on their feet and they're excited. Like the people love the Hardy Boys. It's the nostalgia. The Hardy- exactly. And but with reason. There's reasons. So many great matches and stories and the, like, whatever, you know, so on and so forth. Falling down a lot. A lot of falling. A lot of falling as well. But Jeff, right now, what he should not be doing is singles matches. He should be doing, he should stick to the tag teams where he can not work the entire way, pick his spots and go home and and, and the fans cheer the whole way. It was But he was always good at What's that? It's what he was always good at. Well, he could he could work he could work a singles match. He could really work a singles match. Not if you ask Matt. But, well, Not if you ask Sting. <laughs> and he should be doing what Sting is doing. Sting yes. is like I will wrestle tag team matches and I will jump off of high shit on occasion and make everyone go woo. And Unfortunately, came, you know, yeah. he picked one spot where he fell down and couldn't get up because. It happens. He's up there in age, but really thought he was going to die when I saw it live. I really yeah. thought that man died. <laughs> I got very scared. Um, I'm also spitting Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Uh, that weird. was awkward, and I it should have been so much better. Yeah, really because they're both good. Like they're both relatively okay talkers. But I don't know what the fuck was going on with that. That was weird and forced, and I don't think you should have just had them on the stage. Like. It, that could have been something backstage. That could have been something way different. And it just it was weird. Uh, I agree. Spit that. And I'm spitting Jericho. Fabio looking ass motherfucker. Uh uh-uh. uh. The fucking wizard? What is he, Harry Potter? <laughs> he wishes he, he was Harry Potter. Because he, he did a fireball and then people started calling him a wizard on Twitter. So he brought it. You know, he knows. That's, yeah, because he thinks funny. he can get everything over. He, I'm he spitting really Jericho's existence. I forgot. I, I, I always spit Jericho's existence. <laughs> Like, if he exists, I'm spitting it. I'm so over the the Jagoffs, the five on three, the five on two. Now that Kingston's out with a fucking fireball injury. Like, I'm so over this shit. Get Santana and Ortiz away from Jericho, for Christ's sake. Get them out of a program with them. Let them be a tag team. If And if you're going to keep doing this shit, bring in somebody to make this yeah, five on five. For that, the love of God. They're, they're going to be in Long Island next week. I am, this is my official prediction. 
they're because it's Eddie Kingston's the 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 mastermind here because that's what they've been doing right establishing the fact that despite the fact that Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz are you know they really want to beat them up, it's a numbers game. So mm-hmm. next week we're getting Homicide, who's going to be called up, and probably a, either Amazing Red or Hernandez. Either probably one. Hernandez. And they're gonna they're gonna pop in. They're gonna do a, they're gonna do a couple of matches. They're gonna do a, a I hopefully a blood and guts match. So I was That's gonna say blood and guts. And then and then the two others will be is done. And then we're done with this. And then we're done with them. And then Jericho um, can go away too. <laughs> I want to swallow. I want to swallow the Wardlow stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's been fantastic and. Him throwing dweebs all over the place. Christ, did did you guys see the crowd? They were red hot. They were up. Just he was tossing dudes around. It was fantastic. I I fucking love the angle. I think it's great, making him into a serious star. Uh, can I spit and swallow? How does that work? Well, we so if you're kind of on the fence, you can either gargle undecidedly or take it on the face. That's generally uh, our okay. our or take, midline. Okay. Well, because it's not that I'm like, there's two. Okay, look, I'm going to swallow the actual main event. I'm going to swallow the match. Okay. Okay. For all the reasons that Vince said, I, I, I'm a big Mercedes Martinez guys guy as well, and Dion is fantastic, and um, and I thought I thought the match was solid, but I'm going to spit the positioning of the match and the fact that the match was booked in the first place. Um. Putting on this match in the main event was setting them up for failure. Especially putting them on after Dante and Phoenix tore the fucking house down in the hottest match of the night. How do you follow that? That's a hard act to follow, right? Mm-hmm. So and and so that there's that part, but I think putting them in the main event, Deanna Perazzo, who has never been on AEW television not even for a pre-tape not even on the jumbotron saying mercedes martinez next week i'm gonna beat you know nothing and mercedes wasn't even on tv the last time she had been on AEW television was in march yeah next time we see her she's winning the 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 uh the title at uh well the interim title at uh supercard of honor so if you what was the there was no attachment. There was nothing, like, no real build to this. There was nothing mm-hmm. for the crowd to get behind because you've got one commodity that just hasn't been on TV because Tony Khan doesn't book women on TV. And the other one that, you know, yes, I feel there's a lot more crossover, you know, in AEW fans than, let's say, with WWE fans, that AEW fans will know of other wrestlers from other companies and from the indies and so on and so forth. I think there's a little more crossover there, but you can't just depend on that. No, everyone's like Diana Parato. Okay, well, like there's like Matt likes to say, there's no story, there's no build, there's nothing to get you invested in the match. Main event on top of that, this is it's setting them up for failure, you know. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was kind of dead for it. They were, and it doesn't really jazz up the wrestlers to go. Yeah, let's you know the crowd is into it. That energy, ah. Uh, I think Even they should have saved Deanna for the Joker position in the Owen Cup. Have her and Britt face off in the first round. That's money right there. Yeah, that's a money. And if you would have saved, sure. if you would have saved her first appearance on AEW in that match, I think that would have been smarter. And you could have done this ROH United, whatever the fuck, after that, because you could sure. still have Deanna as 
the technically at the time like the ring of honor women's world champion against britain like it writes itself but again tony Khan hates the women and doesn't know what the fuck they're doing so i have two more things to add about that is for one do like do you guys personally feel because i want to ask you guys do you think it was just like tony Khan's like hey see women main event here too we like women's wrestling we support that's exactly like, why the, he did it because i hate it i don't know if he, we matt didn't mention it but he did like this like like promo where it's like pacific islander like like appreciation much like like mm-hmm. like he's like oh yeah i book people of all different nationalities i have asians on here look here's a picture of uh reho here's a picture of wheeler you you know like like we book we're diverse here you know and it feels like very forced it feels like there's no nothing there and then too like i agree with uh warren on that you know that they probably should have had the dante fedex match to start the show and then build up to this match like katie said i had no idea that uh they were going to do this match before the show i was wondering what the main event was they had announced it last week it's like oh it's happening you know it's like oh okay they had mercedes do a couple of 30 second pre-tapes you know it's like that's not for a main event and i know people would have bitched where they'd be like Oh well, the the title match should have been in the main event. Okay, I you know because that's the gut reflex. With a but build, look, sure. But when you look at everything, you know what? It would have been you know maybe second from the top. That would have been fine. Because honestly, just once once Dante and Phoenix were done, I was like, Christ, that's a hard. This is a tough one to yeah. follow. Unless you put Dante and Phoenix first, and then you have two hours to come Dante. down to everything else. Um, I probably would have put Wardlow in the main event against. Because that's your biggest story that you're telling, care. and that was the biggest pop. Yeah. Um, I agree. That's Wardlow, Wardlow is Batista. If Batista started 20 years before Batista started, and he is going to be huge for uh, AEW. I will say I do think it's a little bit of we book women, but also he wanted to because he bought this new toy Ring of Honor, show off Ring of Honor stuff. Sure. Yeah. And and he should. That's. That's what a promoter should do, right? Mm-hmm. But should. you also have to put the, your best foot forward at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, he should yeah. definitely have told a story, had Deanna come on, cut promos. I am spitting the fact that they do interim champions in AEW the way they do in period because yep. she couldn't make a show, so we had to get a new chance. Like, she couldn't make a show, so we need an interim champion for yeah. one show that she missed. Seen that? That's, what they they with, that's what they did with Cody because yeah. Cody had COVID, but, and they were like, interim here you know what i think just really quickly you know what i think this was look I, and i'm speculating i have no true knowledge of it why look when you think about it why would you do an interim championship right in wrestling why wouldn't that why wouldn't it not be just a uh a number one contenders right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does it do ultimately it takes power away from the current champion yeah right it's leverage it's negotiation it's like well you know, we're splitting the title. We're doing we're doing it this way. Maybe there was some of that with the Cody stuff too. You know, where it's like oh, you know, probably. You know, you know, you're holding the title, but I don't give a shit. Look, I'm the boss. Because ultimately, what it does is it, that's what an interim title does. It takes power away from the, the person current. who owns the title. It creates leverage for the booker. I'm not saying that that's what it was, but. It like I I I'm still going back and trying that. to figure out a real reason to do that because Deanna was contract she's a she 
she's contracted to Impact. She told me in an interview. So I, you know, I'm an Impact wrestler. I had an Impact show on the day they're on the night they're running Supercard of Honor. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck off, like, Tony Khan. And yeah, I won the title before you bought the company. What do you? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, Tony Khan is like, this is my show now. My rules. Yeah, he just yeah, it just sounds like a like a spoiled like rich guy that wanted to have his way and decided, like, well, fuck it, well, I'm, I'm I mean, just gonna do this. Spoiled rich guy or whatever, it, like it's a promoter thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's prom- promoters. Do there's this. there's history behind this. Like there's yeah, I, you know, I just don't think we see it to, with too many promoters outside of like Tony Khan re- in recent memory. No, because uh, we've only had one promotion. Just taking over, you know, taking over well, for two decades. You, that's why I like to think uh, that New Japan was still a promotion, you know, it, it, you know, True. Ring of Honor prior Impact New Wrestling, not you know, real in Matt's world. So, New okay. Japan will strip you of the title. It's just as simple as that. They're not going to do. Oh, I love that. I'd rather him do that. I'd rather him yeah. just do that. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> uh, I agree with all these points. AW Dynamite, spit or swallow? Swallow. Spitting. Dynamite. I didn't, except for like the last two matches, I didn't really care for the show. I'll take it on the face. I think it was a very transitional episode. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with Warren on this one. I'm also going to take it on the face. There was some stuff I liked, but I think I had just as many complaints. Uh, and I don't yeah. think they outweighed the others. So, <laughs> all right, SmackDown. We're supposed to kick it off with Charlotte versus Aaliyah. Charlotte comes out and cuts a promo acting like Aaliyah's not even in the ring, talking about Ronda, saying basically all of the highlights of all of the shit she has been saying for weeks about Ronda Rousey to repeat them. Then she's like, oh, yeah, Aaliyah, you're here. I'm going to treat you like I'm going to treat Ronda, blah, 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 and starts beating the dog shit out of Aaliyah until... Ronda Rousey comes out to make the save. And then things actually got interesting because at some point during the brawl between Charlotte and Ronda, I actually got some fire and passion out of Charlotte where I actually felt like she gave a shit. And maybe some of this might be a little real. So good on them for finally like good on Ronda for kicking her in whatever orifice she kicked her in to get the fire that's been buried down in Charlotte for as long as it has, because I have not seen that kind of fire out of Charlotte in a long time. Uh, Sasha loses to Shayna. Shayna uses the ropes and Natalia to help get the win. Then Naomi and Sasha end up fighting the submission scissor sisters off uh, when they attack after the match. Uh, shitty RK blows promo where Riddle talks about putting things in his mouth or not putting things in his mouth. Uh, we got happy talk with more shitty jokes in and out of the ring for Moss before Corbin just walks away. Gunther wrecks Drew Gulak because now he's trying out to be a wrestler. I guess that's his new eh, this week. I'll try and be a wrestler again. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke interview. He didn't forget about Booger and Sammy is a voyeur. He's basically in the back, just spying on Shinsuke as he talks. Uh, Drew he's does Randall his... from Reese's. I'm sorry. What was that? He's Randall from Reese's just spying t- uh, ran things down in his hand. He's hundred percent a snitch. Um, <laughs> Drew, I want to kick Roman in the face promo. Sheamus and Ridge defeat the New Day in a tables match because they Butch was apparently under the ring the entire time, hanging out in that little world that uh, Hornswoggle had that DX went to and visited where they went to, you know, did the court thing and all of that. That's where Butch has been. He came back, helped them get the win in the tables match. Um, Sammy the Snitch 
runs to Paul Heyman and he's like, Hey, I just tell Roman Shinsuke was talking shit, but I'm going to handle it. I got this. Like, I'm going to handle it. Just make sure you tell Roman that I'm going to do this. And Paul's like, yeah, let me gaslight you real quick in case you get your ass kicked. We don't need to worry about Shinsuke. We got other shit. Yeah. Go, go have fun kid. Uh, and he does Sammy goes and asks Adam for the match. Adam's like, well, not next week. We'll do it now. Not like now, now, because we got two other things to do before we get to it, but I'm going to tell you it's now. Uh, and then Sammy loses or Shinsuke loses to Sammy Guevara. Um, Sammy Guevara. Also, Sammy or, Guevara was on uh, that's big news. Smackdown? That's big <laughs> news. That's <laughs> the forbidden back door Sammy has Zane, been opened. Sammy Guevara, Sammy, Sammy. Oh, right. Yeah, um, same yeah. thing. <laughs> They're both Canadian, right? Anyway, um, Lacey's story continues. No, they're not. Uh, this is week five of her wearing the exact same clothes and distracting me. Uh, and then, in what really seemed weird to me, the announcer's like, Lacey Evans would like you to show her the proper respect and applaud for her when she comes out, which did not feel like a very baby face thing to ask of the crowd before she came out to wave and kiss babies and say hi. But they did it, so okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you give her her proper respect, ladies and gentlemen. Now, be a good guy, because if you tell me that, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck that person. But eh, that's me. Uh, then in our main event, RK blows and Drew brawl with the bloodline because six-man tag match this weekend on Mother's Day. Yeah. What more could you ask for on Mother's Day than Roman Reigns and Drew and his giant metaphorical penis going mm -hmm. at it? I mean... So. I don't why have a lot of afraid. Why are people afraid of Drew's sword? Because it could Murder? kill them. Well, here's the thing: he has not beheaded anyone with with it yet. yet right? He so came close. close. He came I, close a few times. Good, because I think that you know, for people to to back off, because I've seen every he points it, you know, and people go like, "Oh shit!" But he's never used it. He cut the ring ropes. Oh, wow. You know what? I can cook a steak. I can cut a steak. You know, I have a little knife and I go like this. And then you I smash the table. I, you know, he did. Okay, great. He can attack inanimate objects. But what if he beheads a human being? <laughs> then, then you get scared. Then you're like, oh, we get full-blown murder. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we saw full-blown murder on WWE. And then the next week, they just pretended like they didn't do it. That's also true. <laughs> um, I say do at, it. At, NXT is the place for it, though. At the NXT very the least, <laughs> at the very least, Claymore, dude, go grab your giant metaphorical dick and stick it right to his throat and threaten to stab him. But you're a good guy, so you don't. At least make him feel like you're gonna, you know, poke him in the throat with it. What's more intimidating, Drew's sword or, or Brock's sword? Drew's sword. Drew's. Now, sure? if Brock could, if Brock was, if this was an anime and Brock could reach into his chest and pull the sword out, <laughs> yes, and it was like flaming, oh like, yeah, that would Brock be kind of cool. What? Once yeah, again, no. that sounds like something right up NXT 2.0's alley. You stop that. <laughs> it does. They have a. They have a. What? 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 What's a? What's Kay Kaylee Ray's new name? Something fire. Alba Fire. Alba Fire. There you go. She has a fire baseball bat. Brock can have a fire tattoo sword that he pulls out with magic. Zaya, you know? Doesn't Zaya Lee have uh, lightning? Doesn't she has she has like well, I don't know I don't because know. they don't fucking show her on TV anymore. Yeah. If Jericho can do fireballs, Lesnar can have fire tattoo swords. We saw her that... two weeks. We saw her two weeks ago 
basically saying that she's not protecting anyone but herself anymore. And I guess by doing that, she meant she's going to hang out in catering and not come out and fight. So, oh, so they dumped the gimmick. Well, no, she's still the protector, but she doesn't protect other people. Now she's just protecting herself. I literally hate. <sighs> Smackdown's been trash. I got nothing to swallow from it, really. I don't think. No, I'm spinning the entire show. Gonna swallow the fact that Butch was found. It's always good to find a fellow Conrad. You know, you never want a comrade of yours in need to be lost in the wilderness without adult supervision. In so, you the know, it's wilderness? A- we don't what? know where he was. He could <laughs> We do know where he was. He, he was, was under the ring. in the magical land. Maybe there's a wilderness underneath the ring. We only saw the courthouse of No, the we saw underneath. the hallway leading to the courthouse as well. Don't be don't there, be there could be more to it. They could have expanded a wilderness to it, you know. Are you are you trying to turn little people into gnomes, Vince? <laughs> wow, that's pretty fucked up, Vince. It's pretty fucked up. When you imply it like that, it sounds horrible, but I'm just saying maybe there's more to you're the one saying it. You're the one saying it. So maybe you're the one applying it. Also, don't Matt imply that all Mexicans are liars, but I didn't go out right out and say it. You I know, did not imply like, all Mexicans are liars. I implied that Santos was a liar, and I understand why you like Santos because your favorite wrestler was also a liar who happened to be Mexican. Did I say that you're a liar? Hmm. No, I did not. Did I say every single Mexican was? I said no. You like Mexican liars is what I said. That is what I said. You like Mexicans that lie. That is all I said. No, I don't believe so. But neither here nor there. Uh, Once again, like I said, I'm swallowing the fact that Butch was found. (laughs) I'll swallow Uh, Sasha versus Shayna, I guess. Or, yeah, Sasha versus Shayna. But other than that, I got nothing. No, I got nothing for SmackDown. I say, I mean, uh, no, I know them. I can't. It's the roughest watch of wrestling on North yes. American television right now. It, yeah. And we complain about Raw, but like at least Raw's got like something. This has nothing for me. Yeah, no. They have Cody's SmackDown was really good, and then minutes. they remembered that they don't give a fuck about the brand split. And then after they did that, and Roman wasn't exclusive anymore. Uh, SmackDown they lost all up. its luster. Yeah. They didn't care. They don't care anymore. It so, was after the draft. After the draft, it went downhill. We're all spitting SmackDown? Yeah. Spit it. All right. Rampage. Uh, no, <laughs> from what I read, uh, we kicked it off with Tony and Ruby defeating Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in the tag team match. Uh, Hook ends up wrecking JD Drake. And then Dan Housen, being the good man that he is, comes down to celebrate with what he wants to be as his new friend, the toddler Hook, uh, says, oh, be, please be in my corner. Uh, Hook shoves him because he's an angry little child uh, to the ground. And then Dan Housen, instead of cursing him, is like, I brought you chips. And then Hook storms to the back to go take a nap because he's a little bitch. Um, Are they Funyuns? Were they Funyuns? I cannot st- no, they were I, No, they were not Funyuns. I think See, that's why he like, tossed him on the floor. I would have tossed him too. Yeah. Riho defeats Yuka Sakazaki to get her spot in the Owen tournament. Um, I heard that Yuka looked very good in this match. Um, they both did. And then in our main event, Konski takes a shitter, loses oh to Jay Lee. Who? Konski takes a shitter. What? <laughs> Loses to Jay Lethal. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you 
know damn well he was never going to say it right or even try. I was so stoked. I was like, he's going to, I'm coming on. He's going to, he's going to try. He's going to try, you know? I, I saw Takashita and I could not help myself. I could not help myself. It was right there. It was right there. I mean, it's pretty epic. Takashita, by the way. Takashita. So it's Konosuke Takashita. Exactly. Konosuke Takashita. Very good. Very good. I can't say that. He's good when he can, when he tries, he's really good. Oh, he knows what he. He, he oh, he knows exactly what to be But to be fair, I was calling him T- Takashida. That's yeah. how, I, like, for years. Until I heard Excalibur call him on a couple of weeks ago on when he was on Dark. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. And then, I, so, and so then I'm going around the house going, Takashida, Takashida, Takashida. Takashida. Uh, which is very close to Takashida. Um <laughs> Very close. Doesn't he However, also call Ishii and it's just supposed to be Ishii? Doesn't he mispronounce that though? So like I don't know if he mispronounces it. I say Ishii. I always say Ishii. I thought it was always Ishii until like they were calling him Ishii on AW. Fuck you. Every time now. Tommy Hero Ichi, thank you very much. just like just like Titty Sewer NATO. And Hiroshima Tamagotchi. That's the one I hate the most. That's my favorite one. Though my favorite thing is that I'm like, if I say Titty Sewer Nato, they're like, oh yeah, Tetsuya Naito. And I'm like, okay. But I said Itchy, and Reek was like, who is Itchy? And I'm like, you can't get Ishii from Itchy, but you can get fucking Titty Sewer Nato to, yeah. Come on now. Come on now. No, I... I played a lot of uh, Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warriors, so I am familiar with the pronunciation, like Yokomira Sonata and things like that. I learn, and there, a lot of the names that I see, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that in the game, and that's how they pronounce it in the game. So that's where you get. So I do know how to. I just think it's more fun to do it my way. Um, <laughs> so you put, you put the entertainment in the sports. I try. That's what uh, also, after this match, the average at best friends come down to get wrecked by. Um, why are you looking at me like that? Me? I was just trying to breathe. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shame on you. Don't you know we're taking all those rights away? You can't breathe now. Don't fucking start. We will get on it. We will get on it. We will get on it. Uh, also, Joe came down to help, but uh, security stopped him, so he couldn't. With Satnam Singh. That's what you yes. with Satnam Singh. That's where I was. Satnam Jesus. Singh. Wrecked good. the average at best friends. Uh, Rampage spitter, or what are spits and swallows from Rampage? I really liked this episode of Rampage. I thought it was very good. Uh, I thought, I thought the okay, swallow the opening match, the 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 women's tag team match was very good, mm-hmm. but no shock there. You've got four elite women in the ring. Doing what they do best, which is professional wrestling. Is I the pun intended? More or less. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> I like really elite in the in the you know Oxford Dictionary sense, as opposed to the quippy uh, uh, promotional sorry. thing. Top uh, notch I think women. this is yeah, top top notch women, guys. They were very good. Um, the uh, I think this is Ruby Soho's best match in AW to date. I think the, it was right up there. Um, and you know what, what, here's what's wild. 
Tony Storm, this was the first match that she ever wrestled against Britt Baker. And second time she faced Jamie Hayter. And these, like, these are women who've been wrestling for... And I'm like, how, why, how little she had been doing over the past, what, three to four years, five years mm-hmm. since she was in NXT UK? Mm-hmm. To where I'm like... This is this is crazy. This was, it was very very good. Uh, I thought the other women's match was also very good, but again, no surprise because they come from the same background. They've wrestled each other numerous times. Yuka's fantastic. Rio, I call her Needle Mover Rio. It's a bit of a meme on the Mister Warren Hayes Discord, by the way. Uh, sign up, join. It's Check fantastic. It out. But um, it's a bit of a meme there. Whenever because because it. it there, there's, there's certain proof, or there's certain, there's a, 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 a trend. That's what I was looking for. There's a trend where somehow Dynamite does good numbers, or Rampage does good numbers. Oh, and Riho just happens to be on the show. You know, hmm. it's, I'm like, I, but I mean, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's not necessarily because of her, but it's like it just so happens she's on the show. So, so I'm like, I'm, I'm very curious to see if I can continue that meme. Uh, when the ratings come next week. And uh, the uh, Takashi to Lethal match was very good, even though I cannot stand Jay Lethal for multiple reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Takashida is, well, he was uh, true to himself. He's fantastic. He's he's on excursion in the United States for the next year, so I assume we're going to see him uh, pop up a few times on uh, AEW, on the dark programming and so on and so forth, but he's going to be all over the Indies. He's got all sorts of dates booked and... Uh, He's going to have a field day. He's going to be treated like a star, and he's uh, fantastic, and we're lucky to have him uh, on North American Shores. It was a great... It, it honestly was a very, very, very good match. A good... Uh, I have... I don't have... Spit the Jericho thing with the the, the 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 voicemail from Eddie Kingston. I don't understand. It was super awkward. Did not understand see that it. And what I read. Didn't see, he, get, he, the, got, he got a phone... He, they're at the com- cuz he does commentary which and is terrible commentary when he and Excalibur goes Chris you have a voicemail and i'm like Excalibur what the fuck are you doing <laughs> looking at the notifications on over the people's phones you're calling you're call- you're, you're going to have to like you know tell us what's happening on wednesday and you're going to have 10 seconds to do it you're going to have to run down the full, the full card what the fuck are you doing anyway so chris jericho of course you know pulls up his phone and puts it on speaker for everyone to you know because you're like, oh, you know, it might be my blood test results. Let's make sure that everyone, you know, in the United States knows it. And it's Eddie Kingston left them a message. Very awkward, very weird. It was it was sort of edited because probably they couldn't get Kingston's message clear on the mics. And look, it, it was just an awkward segment. It didn't it didn't didn't quite connect. Sounds bad. I'm going to continue to spit hook being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That disrespected like, Danhausen. Stop disrespecting Danhausen. He nice. offers you chips, the one thing you like, tiny child, and you refuse. He is literally the American things. version of Justin Bieber. Like he's a kid who got popular, and no one really knows he's why. And people love him. He's That's very true. sleepy. He's a child. He is what an Americanized version of I imagine Justin Bieber would be if we took like a wholesome Canadian and presented him but that uh, happened this, to warren a wholesome yeah. canadian and presented him that way 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like how know, when, once we Canadians get famous on American television, we become assholes. That's that it's in our DNA. And Hook just started out as an asshole. So how <laughs> how out of control will Warren's hair get on American television? Is my question. Oh no. Well, I mean, we can you know we can see here. Look at that. He's <laughs> look at that. Wild. Look at the mugs. Jesus. Oh my God, is that Hook? <laughs> It's a little, it's you know, it's a little more, a little more silvery than Hook, but uh, you know, uh, you just dyed it that way. It looks good on you. That's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. it looks yeah. great. Uh, Rampage overall, spit or swallow? Spit, swallow. What are we doing? Uh, uh, I'll swallow it. Specifically, women. Okay. I'll swallow it. I thought it was a very good rampage. I'm going to sidestep it and just just pretend it's not there and walk away from it. That's not a category. Because I didn't, I'm just going to like completely like sidestep it. And I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, Mr. Warren Hayes, what was your favorite show this week? Rampage. Rampage? Yeah. Katie? Uh, NXT. NXT Spring Break-In. Vince? NXT. And you know me. Gave me oh, Gigi Dolan running around on the beach. <laughs> I cannot beat that on anything on any other program. It's going to be NXT spring break in. So, per the Mr. Warren Hayes show, best show of the week was Rampage. And per the She League Showcase and the Smack and Raw podcast, best show of the week, NXT 2.0's spring break in. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming on the show and doing this. I had a blast. We laughed a lot. Uh, if I could be serious for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, uh, I meant to talk about this at the beginning of the show, and I didn't. I've already talked to Warren about this, but uh, obviously everyone is aware of what is going on in the world, in America specifically, with women's rights and uh, them trying to take them away. And if you've been listening to the show and you've heard us talk about Black Lives Matter and ask you to go buy black lives matter shirts it should be no surprise what side of the line we stand on in support of women and their body autonomy and their rights to do with their bodies as they please so uh jizzy is working on from the dead ass girls a very awesome design uh she says she's actually getting it colored right now i was hoping to debut it tonight but i won't be able to for t-shirts that will go up on our teespring store that you will purchase with all of the money being donated to women's reproductive rights assistance project um, from the Smack and Raw podcast. It is something that I'm also going to share with other podcasts so that they can put that shirt up and choose a charity that they want to donate to, whether it's Planned Parenthood or whatever, but all of the money going to programs and people that support this cause because it's very important to us. I want my daughter to grow up in a world where she has the choice of what to do with her body and is not forced by the state or any governing body to make decisions for her. Um, right. I also, same thing with Katie, my wife, and everyone that I love. Um, I want them to be treated as equal. I am allowed to go do with my penis whatever I want. They should be allowed to take their vaginas and do whatever they want without any uh, step-ins from government or anyone else. So because of that, we are going to do this. As always, you can also go, please, get those Black Lives Matter t-shirts from Young Kings Wrestling. It is my pin tweet right now. I will release the design when it is ready for you all to see. It is awesome. Jizzy has done a fantastic job. So uh, please look out for that and please support women's rights. 
not hard. It's not hard at all. No, they're here. Uh, Warren, tell everyone where they can find you and uh, your great show and all the fun things you do and the Uchi Kuchi Agamis and yes, the Uchi. You you can you can come and and discover the with the fine world of Uchi Kuchi Kagami uh, Kagamis and uh, and. Uh, uh, whatever I don't know. It's too it's too late to be witty as far as wrestling moves go. But no, I uh, I do the Mr. Warren Hayes show every Thursday night. I record it live on YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes, nine p.m. Eastern, eight Central, um, and that's it. I just cover whatever I want to cover over the course of the week. I usually do a lot of reviews from across the spectrum of pro wrestling. So uh, uh, if you if you're interested, if you feel like it, if you want to come join a fun community at the same time, there's that. I also do another podcast with uh, my co-host, uh, Sean Taggart, called uh, uh, Hot Shakes and Hand Dogs, where we cover the world of independent wrestling. That's another podcast on the same channel, all the same outlets uh, that we record on Tuesday evenings. Uh, and, you know, if, if, you know, if you, you know, we don't sit around and try to pretend that we're, uh, that, that, you know, that we're gatekeeping all au contraire i i feel like our podcast is very uh the the our indie podcast is very uh, uh um good for anyone who wants to get into the indie scene who hears a lot of oh oh this name that name but i don't know where to turn i don't know where to start because sometimes getting into indie wrestling can be a little rough well we, we can help you along we give some recommendations some suggestions shows that are coming up gotta you know there's always shows on the weekends so um so yeah the, the, there's that as well so all you have to do is subscribe to youtube.com slash mr warren hayes you'll get all of that or you can find us as well on uh your favorite podcast app because it's all audio as well so there you go that uh, that covers everything but uh thank you so much matt for having me on again uh i had a lot of fun again thank you so much man i appreciate it absolutely and i thought it was hot takes and hand jobs got really excited once to go listen to the first episode it was not but it is fantastic and i listened to it to a figure out what wrestlers names i have to mispronounce when they get famous and b learn a little bit about the indies so at least that way when i talk shit i can back it up so uh no they do a great job over there definitely go check that out katie she Lead showcase just dropped uh, if yes. you are ready <clears throat> yeah i'm good Okay. That's that's why I'm I'm happy we we're here. I had a minute to compose myself. Uh, uh you can follow me on Twitter at Katie Rasson13, Linktree in my bow to take you all things she lead showcase, twitch.tv slash she lead showcase. Typically Thursday is 9 p.m. We compete against Warren. Go watch as he's better. Um <laughs> but uh, it's summer, Savannah's done with school. She will be, so we might be switching up days. I don't know. It'll be a week by week thing. Uh we've YouTube subscribe to that anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast um she lead is the weekly recap we do which that's out inside the mind of interview series i do with people in the wrestling community all three of them have been on all great episodes check those out in the crowd a collab show i do is um a shit show basically but that's why i love doing it matt and vince with the latest episode uh savannah has a show new japan takeover she talks about all things new japan she has a bullet club day episode that i had to upload and in the process spilled pop on my 700 dollars gaming pc everything's fine i had a heart attack it's great um my keys are just not working properly right now but that's fine the things i do for my co-host what can i say uh and i have merch out there now merch so that katie can get a keyboard 
that works <laughs> for her laptop. It's, it, yeah, there you go. that. Uh, but also, when Matt drops that shirt, I'll have that up on mine as well. Because women, I know, crazy. Women's rights? Weird. It's like America doesn't think they fucking exist. <sighs> America and Tony Khan. Uh, my co-host, my friend, Daddy Delgado, who decides to find a different corner of his house to podcast in every <laughs> week. Uh, yes. Please plug you and your stuff. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on social media at SEOs Vince on Instagram and Twitter. The link trees in both of my bios will take you to everything uh, Spitter Swallow, everything Straight Talk, everything Smackin' Raw. You can find all the content there. I just recently dropped a new uh, Straight Talk episode talking about the Chicago Bulls season in review. So if you're a basketball fan, that's a good place for you. If you're a Chicago uh, basketball fan and you love the Bulls, specifically we're going to sit there and talk with my good friend bosh i'm going to do a review for uh dr strange that just recently came out but i'm going to give that a month or so let everybody get a chance to watch it but yeah just uh search up at ses vince and your podcast feed or whatever and you're going to find everything straight talk there and the spitter swallow society should be getting back together for wrestlemania backlash i was actually thinking uh because it is mother's day uh i might just do like a uh, spirit swallow quickie where it's just me for, for like 10 15 minutes talking about like uh, wrestlemania backlash you so, are the pro at quickies vince so if anyone can do it it's you that's what i was gonna say something earlier because he vince doesn't believe in foreplay yes um i believe in it I have, not a, I, necessary. I have a request uh <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know next week it will be vince uh, Charlie from the Get Your Podcast and Kyle from the Apron Bump. So the uh, original shit show is getting back together. Uh, and since it's probably going to be a shit show, can you podcast from your bathroom? I think it's the only uh, place in the house we haven't had you podcast from. Okay, okay. So I've podcast here originally. I podcast against that wall when I first moved in. So casting couch. Walls. We've podcast yeah. in your bedroom. Yeah, we've seen your living bedroom. Uh, we've seen kitchen. the kitchen. Yeah, we've seen it. No, I don't. I don't it's think been in the podcast. background. Yeah, because Jesus fell going into the kitchen. We saw it. <laughs> oh, not Jesus. Yeah, yeah Je- Jesus fell going into the kitchen, but he, the the view of the kitchen was actually not presented. Oh, no, that's so. not true. So funny. We saw your sister in the kitchen. She poked her head out. Yeah, too. we've seen the kitchen. Really? The only place we've we seen haven't seen is your bathroom. So, okay. Do I, I'll sit on the toilet while I podcast next week. Beautiful. That's all I wanted. Uh, you guys can follow me at Matt Ritter. There's M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter only. Twitter and Instagram, Smackin' Raw Pod. I run the Twitter. Vince runs the Instagram. Smackin' Raw Pod on Facebook. Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw. Creation World is the banner under which the Smackin' Raw Podcast exists. You can find them at creationworld.com. Facebook.com slash creation world. Instagram, the creation world. T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A world. Uh, please go check them out. They will also possibly have a variant of that shirt uh, that we will be releasing separately as well. So you can get multiple shirts that look different, say different things, and support different charities all for the same cause. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. This is a really great idea that I got great collaborators with. And uh, yeah, please do that. For Mr. Warren Hayes, Miss Katie Kinsey Bay Bay, and Daddy Delgado Vince, I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter. This has been Smackin' Raw, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. There you go.